taking off in five, four, three, two. Yo, it's your boy T.O., as you know. It's your boy O-Rain, real name, no games, no gimmicks. And we are the motherfucking Fade Podcast, the one-stop shop for everything TV, media, and film related, along with any other goddamn thing we want to talk about. Uh, yeah, we're just going to jump right into it tonight. I think we got a full docket of items to get to in the proceedings, so we will just get to it. Uh, first of all, let's just talk about some some movies that are coming out this week. I, I, I want to start opening up uh, at least uh, the, the weekday segments with uh, talking about everything dropping Everything, the hot fire coming out. Uh, although it, it's not a very hot fire week, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so first, we've got uh, Miss Bala, uh, with uh, starring uh, Gina Rodriguez, uh, directed by Catherine Hardwicky. I think it's Hardwicky. If you have an E after your name, is that Hardwicky or Hardwick? I think it's just Hardwick. Hardwick. All right. Fair enough. If it's wrong, I'm, I'm blaming I think on if, you. If it was an IE, maybe yeah. hard wiki or yeah. a Y, but just the E at the end, it's probably just hard. Maybe it's like French, hard wiki. No, there would be the um, <laughs> the uh, accent. The accent over uh, it, yeah. Fair enough. All right, we'll keep it the American Hardwick. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you get no extra extra jazz on your name. You get nothing extra. All right, uh, then we got Serenity uh, with uh, McConaughey and um, uh, Hathaway and Hathaway. Yeah, the, the woman, the white woman you think of as every other white woman you've ever seen. No, I know. Whenever Anne you have to, now, yeah. No, now you do. She is. Two weeks um, ago, you didn't. You know, you can plug and play her in any <laughs> any white woman's space, and uh, you know, and it works all. Yeah, the same. it works. Uh, fair enough. Uh, with that movie, actually, kind of looks. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to go see that. I'm not uh, checking for that. Uh, that's uh, that does not seem optimal. Um, then you got uh, Stan. optimal. Yeah, optimal. SAT word. Optimal. Yeah, I know. I know yeah. the word, but the movie doesn't seem optimal. Yeah, it doesn't seem like uh, you're you're not maximizing your potential there with uh, Serenity. Optimal. Yeah, wrong word, bud. Is it? How do you how do you define optimal? Uh, it? I mean, optimal. Maybe it makes sense, but not really. <laughs> you know, it could make sense, but it, it doesn't it could, make sense. But okay. in, in this situation, right. no, no, no. That's not the word I would use. Well, fuck you. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, no, that was right. actually pretty good. Yeah. Like, I want to do that. Yeah. Like, or at least, don't you love doing that sometimes? Yeah. When you have nothing else, you're just like, fuck you. And you just throw <laughs> caution to the wind. <laughs> fuck you. I love those yeah. moments because, yeah. especially when the person is just not expecting it. Yeah. Well timed. Well timed. Yeah. Fuck you. But like, right? I love, yeah. I love it the most when. It's like two complete strangers, right? Because mm. when you say it to me, blah blah, blah we just laugh yeah, at yeah, it. Yeah, but I love when I s- when I'm like in a, in a situation <laughs> where I hear someone say it to a complete stranger, yeah. and the stranger just caught off guard, like, "Holy How shit!" How do I respond? Yeah, like, <laughs> and I'm trying to remember when was the last yeah. time I've seen two people kind of just get into it. Well, so I always have fear, and I think speaking to you, this is uh, a bit ironic, but I always have fear of introducing friends to each other. (laughs) I understand why you say speaking to me is a bit ironic, Uh, because if they don't like each other, they beef? Or like if one person says something that's like, okay, if we're amongst mixed, or uh, amongst our friends, you know, you say some shit that's like off the wall, 
we're all just like, yeah, whatever. That's just a rain being a rain. Yeah. But if we're with like, you know, somebody who doesn't know that, who's not in on that end joke, and you say something off the wall, like, man, fuck you. Like, <laughs> you don't, they don't know how to take it. And then you have to explain to them, nah, he's just joking with you. But in yeah, the back yeah, of your mind, yeah. you're like, that dude's an asshole. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know if I have any friends that sensitive who like, even yeah. if it's their first time meeting like one of my other friends and yeah. one person, man, fuck you. They'd be like, Wait a minute. <laughs> Hold on now. They, they bring out their old yeah. black eye voice. Hold on a goddamn minute. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, but like, um, you know, I, I feel like your coworkers or people you work with, yeah. especially your boss, you're like, mm, let me make yeah, sure. That's, but that's, I think that's more, more of what I'm talking about. Like, what if it's like some coworkers or some shit and you invite them around some people who like, you know what I mean? You guys always cut up and act stupid. Like, that could be a little nerve wracking. Like, uh, like, hey, fuck out. Give me fired he's from still, my job. He still signs my paychecks. What do you doing? Yeah. Now the worst is like bringing your girl around, your coworkers, uh, especially if your girl's like a little bit jealous, and your coworkers are like, you got some like you know good looking coworkers. Ooh, yeah, that I've is been a in one of those situations situation. before. Yeah, yeah. That is a very dangerous Yo, yeah, situation. Yeah, you work with some bad joints. And yeah, you, and you bring your girl you around. Know at work, you tend okay. You might call it flirting. I just call it like, like, and it's weird too. Because at work you have your favorite person, right? Actually, I, I mean, I, I think this is just a blanket rule I've developed in like the last two years. I care, uh, I care about nobody. I, I everybody's on the same scale. Like, I, I just don't like talking to people in general. In most situations, yeah. If your work environment's a little bit more social, right? Yeah, like you may have. You know, and oh, like be. your your go to person that you joke with or that yeah, you like, like cut it up with. Yeah, I mean, okay. and, and you know, you you have your guy that's probably like your guy friend at work, and you yeah. have like your work wife, yeah. your work husband, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, you may go to lunch with them more than that's anybody true. else. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. If you guys biz business meetings or whatever, you guys may travel together. If you go yeah. on flights together, you guys may yeah. sit next to each other on the plane. Is it always a woman for you? Uh, well, no. I just it said oh, you can you. have your like I'm sorry. your like at work. Yeah, guy friend. Yeah, you guys may not hang out outside of work, but at work, how that's come, your guy. How come you maintenance is to say at work guy friend, but at work wife? Because th- that's the dynamic, right? You're, you're not gonna have your work yeah. husband. You, I mean, unless I mean that's the that would seem like it's the, the correlating. Well, okay, you know what? I'm being incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I've, I've got I've got to be careful because. Very sensitive time. You saw that logic stranglehold <laughs> I just put on you yes. right there. You can have your work, wife, husband, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In my case, yeah. as a heterosexual <laughs> male, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with the opposition. Um, uh, you know, shit. I would have like my my work friend, like my boy at work, right? Yeah, yeah. Then I may have like my work wife. Yeah. yeah. Which is, it, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, mm-hmm. and I think all couples have it. You know, I work with. Um, I actually work with a couple and, you know, they're they're both married and they both work in my same uh, in in the office that I work in. Right. Mm. Um, and even she'll joke like, you know, she has a work husband, which is not someone other than her husband. Yeah. Like someone she gets along with, someone she'll go to lunch with her. until her husband comes around and then she's like work husband. What you talking about? <laughs> no, his his her desk is right outside of her actual husband's office. Oh, oh. And they'll joke that they have. Yeah, like she'll, yeah, she'll be like, "This is my husband, but yeah. this is my work husband." Uh, okay, then and like, like, I mean, then it's cute until you know some shit goes down. So she like, actually fucks him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but um, I'm sorry, yeah, yeah. But anyway, so yeah. 
Um, and I kind of forgot where I was going with this, but yeah, yeah, we were talking about uh, you know insulting people or like yeah, or, so like or bringing your if bringing you if your, you bring your yeah, girlfriend, you know, if you have your work wife, right, and you bring yeah. your girl in, and then your work your work wife is like you know better looking or might be intimidating <laughs> than your actual girl, yeah, that's gonna be a problem. No, it it can only be a problem for you if you find your work wife yeah. more attractive. What if it's not even about like uh, maybe don't find her particularly attractive, but like yeah. she is, you know. But that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. I think that's when you run yourself into trouble because outside of that, like it's usually it's you know uh, the game as usual in terms of like how you would treat her, right? You wouldn't really treat her any different, right? If you if it's only when you find them attractive or more attractive than your actual wife that you're just like. Uh, you start sweating bullets because yeah. you don't know what to do well, with like, both of like, them in the same building. Let's say I work with Halle Berry. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. A woman who looks like her. Yeah. Clearly she's attractive. Like you'd, yeah. you'd be lying to yourself and everybody in the room if you said mm-hmm. she wasn't, right? Sure. Um, and let's say, you know, you work and your girlfriend is someone you really care about. Sanaya Lathan. Sanaya Lathan. Uh, we got to get someone a little bit less attractive. Wait, let's no. Say are, she's you, like, are, are you trying to say, okay, well. I guess we get in a battle. Amanda Seyfried or whatever. Seyfried. Seyfried. Is that her name? Is yeah. Seyfried? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So you got Hallie. Okay. All right. Fair enough. That's a good, that's a fair comparison. You, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then you got Amanda Seyfried. Seyfried. Yeah. Yeah. I can't even get her name You're going right. for Hallie 98% of the time. I don't yeah. know. The 2% are just drunk. You're, you're exactly. Just, yeah, yeah. So, but you love, you know, your girlfriend, Amanda. Yeah. Yeah. You work with Hallie. Hallie's attractive. <laughs> There's no denying that, right? Yo, and how are they not and, pull the plug on this? And show you're yet? not, <laughs> <laughs> and but you're not like attract. You're not sexually attracted to Hallie. Sure. Um, you can admit she's attractive, but you're not. Yeah. like, Oh, I want to sleep with you. You know. Yeah. You and you you love and respect your girlfriend, and that's where it, that's where it begins and ends. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Your girlfriend comes. Yeah. Meets Amanda. Hallie. Amanda comes. Amanda yeah. comes. Yeah. And, Amanda comes through. Hey, Amanda. This is you know Hallie. <laughs> you know the one I'm always like joking and talking about. Uh, and like, then okay, and then she takes it. Well, okay, okay. It's it's only like this if you don't uh, if you don't set them up for it. Meaning that like if if you don't set Hallie up for or, or Amanda up for Hallie, like she hasn't seen any. Um, are, are are you you okay over there? I think there's something in my <laughs> cup of water. I'm gonna drink it anyway because okay. fuck it. You know, <laughs> had a long week anyway. <laughs> Hey, do what you gotta do, boss. Uh, it's only it's only like that if you don't set Amanda up for Hallie. Like she's never seen any like office photos. You've never mentioned, hey, she might like when when you like if you if you are fucking with uh or if you're talking about Hallie and you're like, man, man, yeah, she's not that attractive or she's terrible or uh, like you try if to you like lie about yeah, it in the beginning and then she sees her and she's like. She's a superman. What do you mean? Look at her tits. <laughs> she was on Maxim last week. <laughs> yeah, uh, that, that's when you run yourself, I think, into a problem. It, but it, it, again, it, it, all things being even, if she hasn't seen her, you haven't really talked her up or down. You've just mentioned that, hey, I've got this coworker. We joke around all the time. It's cool. And she sees her. It only really gets weird when you make it weird right it, now, now you have now to control the situation now she's super jealous right then that's like on her it's like dope like i'm doing i'm not i'm not being nervous i'm not being weird like yeah. you're the one being weird right if you think she's super attractive 
good for you. You know what you can do though? You can't say something yeah. about Amanda mm-hmm. in to, conversation with Hallie. Absolutely not. Yeah. And then Hallie doesn't know that. Yeah. About and then she like tells her something about like she tells you she like brings up something about Amanda that like you told her almost in confidence that like you just mentioned some shit about Amanda. She's like, oh, you know that about me. Yeah. Interesting that you have conversations about me behind my back, you son of a yeah. bitch. Yeah. Or, or it's something like, you know, you didn't tell Hallie how you and Amanda met, right? And then mm. Amanda might be like, well, you think you, she can get mad about that? You didn't tell her how he, yeah, fuck yeah. Really? Chicks get mad over whatever, bro. You uh. didn't tell her my favorite color. <laughs> <laughs> You didn't tell her that I'm slightly lactose intolerant. Throws Are red wine on you kidding me? <laughs> in front of your boss. <laughs> now you're selling drugs. <laughs> it all goes downhill from there. That's uh, why. That's why I don't bring anybody. Like I think that's one of the rules. You don't. At least I don't bring my significant others to work parties. Yeah. Unless I've been working there for like a long time. I don't. I don't care. I don't. I don't have any any steadfast rules. But then again, I might not be. Uh, I might not be this smart. I don't think too far ahead with shit like that. I just kind of just do it, and where whatever chips may fall, they fall. Two year minimum for me. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we say all if that. If I th- make it that far, we we say all that to say the next upcoming movie, <laughs> the next movie in our uh, in that's dropping this week is uh, Stan and Ollie. That's that movie with uh, John C. Riley and uh, somebody else. I can't remember that. I'm most likely yeah. going to go see it. Not yeah. checking for that either. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, lastly, at least for everything coming out in theaters uh, nationwide, for, for nationwide release, uh, The Kid Who Would Be King. I've seen commercial for this. I've seen some, some commercials. Does not look like it tickles my fancy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't think, uh, I don't know. There's something about it. And maybe I shouldn't shit on the movies as I'm telling people, yeah. hey, encouraging them to go watch movies. You know what? Let's but make sure still. we save this particular list of movies yeah. and like make a point to at least watch one or two of them. Maybe one Which of one would you watch? Our- uh, Miss Bala with uh, Gina Rodriguez, Serenity with McConaughey and uh, Hathaway, Stan and Ollie with uh, John C. Riley, The Kid Who Would Be King with kids who I don't know their names. Um, oh, you know what? The kid who would be king is that yeah. like the movie with like the little kids? And yeah, he finds the sword and shit, and he's like that almost like the King Arthur shit, but with yeah, kids. What was the first one you said? Uh, Miss Bala. Fuck, with, uh, uh, let's, Rock, let's do that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they they, they <laughs> all sound like I don't want to watch any well, of them. Well, before you commit to, to watching that one, this is what's coming out on streaming basically just netflix uh <laughs> hulu's like yo what the fuck yeah I, what the fuck and i respond with your hulu i mean i, <laughs> I think that's all we need to explain <laughs> um you got justice coming out uh conversations with a killer the ted bundy tapes uh and um animas uh black earth rising club de cuervos kingdom uh medici the magnificent polar and last but certainly not least uh, the part two of season four for Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, the final season. Yeah, I don't know any of those. <laughs> yeah, I, I literally don't know yeah, one well, of the upcoming things. Well, what I should do is find some like specific information on like or maybe just like a quick, you know, not synopsis, but maybe just like a plot. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know, summary or I don't know, some shit. Next time, guys. Yeah. Um, maybe. I don't know. There's so many of them. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I want to uh, spend that was a lot. Time. Let's, yeah. let's condense it That's to right. like two but, or three. But at least people know that they're coming out 
so that they can go watch it if it sounds like something yeah. that might be interesting. If that title sounds like a title <laughs> of a thing that might yeah, interest yeah. you, yeah, watch it. Most def. All right, uh, let's jump into the uh, the the goods. I know we had some shit that we wanted to to, to pop off about, uh, specifically about uh, Map M A B. Are we? Don't give him a nickname. Fuck that He's guy. got a nickname. Uh, I, I like it. You know, suck his dick later. <laughs> give him a nickname. I'm going to try not to. Yeah. So, <laughs> Tunde's talking about uh, a gentleman from, I believe he's from like, um, I don't know, Jacksonville. Um, oh God, that Florida? explains so much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Damn it! Why does everything crazy in the world happen in Florida? So it only looks like every crazy people and no. crazy things happen in Florida because all crazy things happen. Florida, in Florida. has a um, like they have an open. Um, uh, I forget exactly what it's called, but they're one of the only states that openly shares their crime records or in reports with the media. So I mean, but this is like, and a lot of things that we see are things that are captured on video. So it's like it doesn't even matter about the fucking report. All that really matters is that we see it. And like 85% of the crazy shit in the world somehow happens in Florida. Well, imagine how much shit we're actually not seeing. Because we're, we're, we're I, ma- I, that's unfathomable. Yeah, I can't we're, even we're think probably, of that. We're probably seeing <laughs> you know, 0.3% of the shit that's actually happening in the world. And just in Florida. No, no, no. We don't need to expand it to the world. Just in Florida. Just, just in Florida, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Now, it's a he, polar vortex for crazy shit. Now, here's what like differentiates between like seeing a video of something crazy. Yeah is seeing a video of something crazy with like um you know the a criminal report a police investigation mm-hmm. a bit of background to support it so the reason yeah. why it always looks like crazy shit's happening in Florida yeah. is because you can find the video for it mm-hmm. and then you can go and pull police reports from that like city that state that location yeah. you know and and match it up yeah. so in this particular case we see this video of this um you know white guy um and his name is Mark Allen Bartlett. I think he's from Jacksonville, Florida. But I, I believe this video originated from um, Miami, Florida, hmm. where, you know, the bikers, you know, motor people who had like motorcycles and ATVs. I think every year they host or they have this event called um, Guns Down, Wheels Up, uh, where hmm. basically they just take their dirt bikes and their ATVs to the streets. And, and you know, the younger kids take their, you know, just regular pedal bikes to the streets. Um, you know, they're doing wheelies, they're doing burnouts. Uh, they're definitely like blocking traffic. Sometimes yeah. they'll shut down an entire street yeah. or sometimes they'll block the highway to where people are just like, you know, just kind of stuck in their cars waiting for these kids to finish doing wheelies. Yeah. So in this video that appeared online, um, the, the wife of the, of the gentleman, Mark Allen Bartlett gets out of her car and she goes to confront the kids for holding up traffic. Right. And in the video, it, it appears as if one of the kids may very very slightly like run over her foot now mind you this is not with a yamaha suzuki <laughs> you know a, yeah. a hayabusa yeah, yeah. It's with a pedal bike you know but she, a, a but BMX. She, she had on a pair of the threes though so i mean it's that's the threes yeah, yeah she she had on some jays fuck no she had, <laughs> she she had on fuck no she had on some and sure they may have been nice heels yeah. but you get your toe run over approaching a bunch of kids on a bike when you should have stayed in your fucking car. What would seems you, like your fault. What would you do if somebody ran over your toes, though? It, if I if am I approaching them, you know, no, if, if they're they're on no, a bike, no, let's, the exact same scenario. Like, so the, you know, there are a bunch of kids in the intersection. You don't really know. Like, and I, I'm gonna jump out on a limb here. It may not be true, but I'm gonna jump out on a limb here and say they don't really understand what's going on. 
they just are just like people are blocking traffic. I'm trying to get to my fucking. I'm trying to get to the Taco Bell before they close. Uh, why don't they move the fuck out of the way? And you're, so I'm sitting there in traffic, and I'm like, "Yo, it's been like ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Get the fuck out of the you way." You jump out of your car. You approach them. Yeah, your and and one of them runs runs, runs over my foot. It yeah, would, I don't, it, I don't it know. It would definitely we, upset we might you have it's to. like you're waiting here in traffic. You just ran over my foot. Like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Um, but also, if you approach them, and, and like in the video, you can see that she approached them with like a high oh, yeah, level yeah. of aggression. Oh, she approached them like she she was their fucking. She, uh, she approached like, them like she was about to scrap. Oh, like she, you know, she approached them like like she was their baby babysitter, and like. They were watching porn. No, because you babysitter would still treat that with like a certain level of like, all right, guys, we need to cut this shit out right now. Like, turn the TV. She approached them like they were young black kids, and she was a privileged (laughs) white woman. No metaphor necessary. No, yeah, let's let's cut to it. That's how she approached us. She was like, "You guys need to get the fuck out of my way. I'm trying to go to the outlet." Sacconi store, Chico's twenty percent off sale. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's yeah, Aldo thirty percent off right now They've today got only. A six two for one specials. Oh yeah, definitely A <laughs> six uh, or or, uh, or New Balance. Definitely New Balance. Under Armour forty percent off with this coupon, and I've been here ten minutes. <laughs> Unacceptable. But, uh, so. She definitely approached them with a certain level of anger. She got her foot run over in the, but in the video it, it looks like it never happened. But it's yeah. just an excuse, right? Yeah, yeah. Um. So anyway, her husband, this guy Mark Allen Bartlett, mm. gets out of his car, um, with his gun, right? His unlicensed loaded gun. No, uh, and I believe the model of it, um, it doesn't have like a, a safety. You know, it's just, <laughs> it's just is ready this a to go. Prehistoric gun? No, like, it's, like, it? it's like one of the newer model. It's, it's one of the. I'm that's ready to go. New, that's a newer model gun. Is yeah. the ones that don't have safeties. The on police them. report has the um like the name of the gun. I don't have yeah. it up in front of me, but that's fine, that's fine. Uh, the shit is ready to go, right? Yeah, fair enough. Now these are teenage kids. Yeah, that he's brandishing this gun on, and I think he flashes at one of them like he's yeah. gonna shoot the kid. Um, a lot of a lot of things wrong with this. Now, like, yeah. even if the kids are wrong, mm-hmm. they're holding up traffic. And the pro- part of the problem with this is the police department in this, um, I believe it's in Miami. Uh, yeah. Let's just say it's in Miami. Yeah. The police department <coughs> there can't respond to each and every incident because it's like throughout the entire city, right? Yeah. So even if these kids are holding up traffic, you've been there 10, 15 minutes. Even if the shit is ridiculous, which you don't do, let's pull a gun on some teenage kids, right? Yeah. Slap one of them. You know, okay, yeah. <laughs> no one's above being slapped. Sometimes these kids, these young kids, sometimes they need to be slapped, right? Yeah, yeah. Pull a gun, that's a bit much. So anyway, yeah. this guy gets arrested shortly after. Um, he has a number of charges uh, that are currently pending right now. Most of them look like they're just kind of like one of the, you know, slap on the wrist type things. It looks like he's going to walk, right? Yeah. But, and he may have no fear of this, but this is his reality now. His face and his name are all over the internet yeah his face is all over tv for and i mean you can like he made he probably he called them stupid niggers like 50 times yeah in, in the video that that um you know has been going all over the news right so yeah. it's like knowing even if like the guy maybe is like 45 46 right even at that age you still understand the power of 
media and television and and even if you don't have an Instagram, you still probably know what Instagram is. You know how powerful these tools are. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if you don't care, you know, even if you're like, you know, I, I'm racist or <laughs> I'm sexist, I'm misogynistic and I don't care if you're any of those things. Yeah. Do you still really want your face all over TV? Yeah. Uh, here's the thing. I don't really think in the moment, especially if you're far removed from you know, that world being brought, like, I'm sure he doesn't spend 10 hours, you know, per week on YouTube looking up fucking, you know, uh, weird ass videos. I'm, I'm sure he doesn't really understand the wor- whole world of social media. Maybe he does, right? Maybe he, he gets it a little bit, but I'm sure to the degree where he thinks something like the word viral I think it means something very different to people of a certain age than it does. Like when something's viral, anything, the fuck soldier boy went viral last week for saying Drake. Yeah. Right. But see, I don't think, I think we're underestimating the intelligence of these people I, no, just because I, I, they're older but than here's us. The I, think, thing. I, I don't he fully, I don't think he has Instagram. I don't, I don't think it has anything to do with intelligence though. I, I think it has to do with thinking before you react. Right. I think people of a certain age are used to like a world where they can react to something and for it not to be, maybe they do get some jail time or whatever, but they're not used to the public nature of what they do. Right. So there's sort of a disconnect between if I do this and I while out, um, that might mean that my face is going to be plastered literally to the entire world. Right. I'm not saying that they don't understand that, but when it comes to them specifically, the the connection to them and that, like you know, what I mean, the, that situation, and them thinking of the consequences to that situation are, uh, I think that there there's a disconnect there. Now, I think the dumbest part about this is that he did it without a permit, which I think is simply like, and if we're saying that he's going to get charges, but they're not going to stick, I mean. We have video. There are clearly witnesses. I'm not sure what else you need to do to make charges stick. I don't. Well, we I'm saw not a legal. Expert. We saw like a police officer choke a man to death in New York. Yeah. Um, uh, but that he's uh, an officer though. Like, yeah. that, if you're a fucking citizen, nah, that shit doesn't apply to you. Yeah, we we saw. Um, I mean, th- and this happened in Florida, right? We saw yeah. George Zimmerman, and you know, I don't. Oh, need, that's true. Yeah, George Zimmerman. Basically murdered a kid, got off. I think Florida is a very interesting. But there, state. there were, but again, there was no video of that. Like, yeah, I, I, I always and granted think, yeah. in this particular situation, the kids lived, and you know, this is looking like one of those situations where clearly this guy should, you know, pay a hefty fine, maybe yeah. even do some jail time, right? Yeah. Um, but it's looking like and it's shaping up like he's not going to. Yeah. Now, what's going to come to light next is what he does for a living, what company he works for. Yeah. But yeah. We, we all know how most of these things go. Maybe he'll issue a public apology, say, oh, I'm sorry, I reacted emotionally. I didn't mean to call those kids stupid niggers 50 times. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that's that's also the amazing part about it, too. It's like, And then three months later, no one even remembers this situation. Or no, I think no, no, no. You can't do that and expect. Although you're down in Florida, which I think uh, everything it's like going into the Bermuda Triangle. It's just like things you get get weird. When yeah, you, uh, like I don't know. <laughs> I, I just think, Florida. Like when I watched this video, I just thought several things. I'm like, wow, this guy is stupid. He, you know, 
of course, within hours, his name was going to be all over the internet, not for uh, anything positive, right? Yeah. Um, and then you see his mugshot where he's just, he clearly doesn't give a fuck. No, he's he really does smiling. have the, uh, he has the uh, the optimal, I do not give a fuck face. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, which makes you wonder, like, what's going to happen to this guy? And it's probably going to be nothing. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm thinking. It's probably nothing at all. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's just stupid that. You let like some people allow their anger to just get the best of them, and and, and then their anger shows their true their true feelings, right? You yeah. can, this guy is clearly a racist. I mean, a racist with a gun that he does not mind flashing around to teenage kids, right? Yeah. Well, what is the over under on him actually using that at one point in time? I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. But uh, hopefully he uh, he doesn't get another one. Well, yeah. You know. Anyway, yeah. Uh, I just thought that was interesting. Power of media. You can go from being just a regular person to having your name all over the internet in a matter of hours yeah. for doing some dumb shit. Yeah, and, and not that I want to go into it or anything, but like this whole, uh, these kids with the uh, the MAGA hats on and they're going to the uh, the protesters. Yeah, those kids in Michigan. And, uh, yeah, or was it Kentucky? Uh, I think it was in Michigan. In Michigan. Um, but that was an interesting one, seeing how most of the media got it wrong in terms of what they thought the situation was. And now to watch everybody sort of like moonwalk, oh, think they're the worst but they are still MAGA yeah uh advocates so that's been a whole interesting situation to, it, it, to it is I mean it, I think the media um like the news it's not always about who's the most accurate yeah. it's about who's first yeah who's first to break the story who's yeah. first to tell it why because well th- that it was the media in that case but then it was also Social media. Yeah. Well, I mean, of course, social media is going to be inaccurate. Rarely, <laughs> rarely do I look to social yeah. media for accuracy. Like I may see something first on Instagram. Yeah. Um, but, you know, when I hear it on the news, that's where I expect at least then at least even 55 percent accuracy yeah. or, or new, more accurate information. Yeah. But, you know, believe half of what you see, none of what you, what you hear. Yeah. Or is it the other way around? Believe. Half yeah, I think it's half hear, of what you see, of, none of what you hear. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the media got it wrong. Um, I, to be honest, I don't even really know what this situation is about. All I really saw was this, you know, and you can tell this kid, is, my dad's a lawyer. You know, <laughs> he's one of those kids, right? Yeah. Like the smug look on his face. Yeah. Um, you know, just standing there in front of this, uh, what, we've, what we've come to find out was like a war veteran who... Native American. But as the story has it, the as the actual video plays out, like when you watch the entire full, like the entire thing in its full context, it's apparently the Native American gentleman who actually kind of goes up to to his face. So then that kind of paints it in a different light of because when you're just watching what circulated on social media through the weekend or Monday, whenever the fucking video came out, it looks like. You know, he they like him and his friends were, you know, they gathered up in front of the, you know, these uh, the Native American people. <clears throat> but then like you hear like, OK, like there was like an un- another group of black guys. And I think it was like black uh, Israelites or something like that that were also a part of it. And they were yelling obscenities to kids. And yeah, it was just a whole big clusterfuck. But it's just been so interesting watching the different coverage on that, because at first it was like a wildfire, like, fuck these MAGA kids. Now it's like, oh, God, do we have to show them Sympathy, yeah. Uh, no, it, it's sympathy now. Still fuck them, <laughs> but um, but the me- the media got it a yeah, bit yeah, wrong. Yeah, still yeah. fuck them though. Still fair enough. Them. Fair enough. You know who else I'm saying fuck you to? Who? Wait, mm. let me guess. 
Mm, give me the industry. Like, what do they do? Where are they at? Is it uh, Tom Brady? Of course it's yeah, Tom Brady. Yeah, I knew it. Fuck him. Fuck Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> fuck that guy. I mean, and not even fuck Tom Brady, but fuck the Patriots, man. I'm just tired of this shit. Like, I, I was, I would have. If, if don't they, worry if, if they were like if they were like hey sell us a kidney and we'll guarantee a kansas city victory i would have contemplated that yeah i, I might have sold my kidney that D- don't worry might have gone it. directly to the back market <laughs> you hear that no i don't know what's going on the wind is blowing something's yeah. coming there's a change in the tide is there and that's fucking the la rams All right, cause if you guys we know, will yeah. dethrone oh, okay. tom brady because you guys didn't to give him his first ring so that was 17 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, t- uh, uh, who was it? Kurt Warner and uh, Marshall Falk and gang. Yes. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah it yeah. was a 2000 Super Bowl, which was Tom Brady's first um, first Super Bowl. Right. Yeah. Uh, and this is after we won, I think, the 99 Super Bowl versus Tennessee Titans. Yeah. We went back the second year. And this is when, mm-hmm. you know, Tom Brady fucking emerged from the ashes like the phoenix no wait no we have that timeline wrong he won his first championship it has to be 2001 or 2002 because the ravens won the 2000 right was it no i thought they won 2001 who ravens ravens no i think i'm pretty sure because that 2000 defense was like all time one of the greatest anyways um so yeah let's uh let's jump into this uh since we have to i guess (laughs) <laughs> talk about the fucking Patriots again for like the 19th season in a row. Yeah, I mean, so and I'm to be honest, I'm still trying to figure out when Tom Brady's first Super Bowl was. Yeah. But, uh, you know, this is a this is interesting because we've got Tom Brady yet again yeah. going back to the Super Bowl, which this year is on February 3rd, I believe at 6 p.m. Uh, in <laughs> Atlanta. Yeah. Right. Uh, he's going back. Yeah. This is a guy we've seen in the Super Bowl year after year. Everybody kind of hates this guy with a high level of respect, you know, mixed into that hate. Because you look at what he's done, his body of work, yeah, incredible. Like you can't name a quarterback who has accomplished as much as him. And even when you throw out big names, Dan Marino, Joe Montana, Jared Goff. <laughs> No one really comes close. I'm not to even going to dignify that with a response. <laughs> Kurt Warner. No one yeah. even really comes close to his accomplishments, right? Sure. But you just, you just fucking hate the guy. And that's what happens when you win too much, right? I, I don't even, I, I, honestly, I don't hate him. I just hate this whole, like, I, I hate it because, you know, the pa- the Patriots are like, it's. I, I see it as sort of a reflection for life, right? Where, you know, you have all these other teams that they work hard, they do things, and I'm sure not all of them play above board and all that, but um, but for the most part, they try to do things right, the correct way. And you have the Patriots who they just take all the sneaky ways, they do all the little underhanded shit yeah. that they shouldn't do, but that they do anyways, and, so, and like they just somehow get get away with it. And you're like, ah, what, what are you gonna do, you know? And then they end up in the fucking Super Bowl every fucking year, and yeah. you just know. If you were to actually find out the underhanded shit that they do, it'd just be all fucking. They they have everybody's playbook. Yeah, they you and know, what we know is like I think one year they had the other team's playbook, right? Or they yeah. had their plays, or they they scouted um, them, or like not scouted. Yeah, they they, they, they videotaped their practices. Yeah. Um, I think it was the Jets. There was another say. year yeah. when they um the the whole Deflate Gate situation. Now right? the, the Deflate Gate was kind of stupid. I'm not gonna lie to you. I thought that was kind of dumb. I don't know. I mean, why the fuck is 
the only people who I know who destroy their cell phones and, and evidence so <laughs> adamantly is Hillary Clinton, Hillary Clinton and Tom Brady, right? <laughs> Apparently, he destroys his cell phone yeah. every month. Uh, you know, I, I why, a, why was he? I need a new iPhone. Why did, him and, why did him and the ball boy exchange <laughs> seven hundred text yeah. messages? Here's the, there's a lot going on. Well, there. here's the thing. Why didn't he just? Turn his cell phone back in. I mean, don't you want that rebate? You don't want he that rebate? He apparently <laughs> smashed it with a hammer. And you know it was a very expensive hammer. Yeah. <laughs> Gold hammer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no silver hammers no, for Tommy Boy. <laughs> no. I want the gold hammer. <laughs> I'm humble. With the diamonds on it, all right? It's diamond encrusted. But you, right. know, you just hate Tom Brady, and yeah. but this Super Bowl is going to be a, a interesting one to watch. It may be the... the the changing of the guards, right? Where it's not. You see a new king crowned. Nope. New kings crowned. I have. I have. Look, only because I want to see the Patriots lose that much. I'm like, all right, my weight's behind the Rams, but there is no confidence in me that they're going to get this done. I have the <laughs> utmost confidence. I, I but um, so there is this theory mm-hmm. that these sports, whether it's NFL, the NBA, the boxing. The Olympics, yeah, uh, maybe not so much the Olympics because nobody, well, nah, nobody you know, really cares about the Olympics. Yeah, no one really gives a fuck. Yeah, but you know, some of these major sports, they they kind of have a script mm-hmm. written. You know, they have moving parts in the background that you know dictate winners before before the match or the fight happens. Right? Yeah. How, how much credibility do you think there is to that? Like, can you script Steph Curry hitting a three pointer? Uh, a buzzer beater from 30 feet out. I don't can think, script that? I don't think you can, I don't think scripts are, I, that's not it. Uh, I think if you talk about refs, okay, maybe like in terms of refs calling plays or, or calling penalties or doing this, doing that and, or not doing it. Sure. Cause there was even that ref in NBA who was saying like, yeah, it was like a whole gambling thing that he was in on and it's not, it's actually pretty prevalent in the, yeah. uh, the NBA. I think that was like a few years ago that, that, that story came come out. Um, I think when you get stuff like that, sure. But in all honesty, scripts, no. Because do you know how many things the stars would have to fucking align yeah, to get everybody certain Everybody would done? have to be in on it. Like, like everybody. So, for instance, and I know, you know, the, the play that kind of kind of sparks all that off is the uh, the play in the Rams game where Rams Saints game where the uh, the pass interference isn't called at the, you know, towards the end of the game. Um, and I forget who the receiver is. Uh but uh, I but think the, I think the receiver was Michael Thomas. Uh, nah, for the I don't think it was Michael Thomas, but nonetheless, that doesn't, that doesn't really have any bearing on uh, what I think about it. It like you would ha- Drew Brees would have to be on it because he has to actually pass that pass. Yeah, the receiver yeah. would have to be on it because he would have to run the particular route or not run the route the way a certain way. Yep. The Rams uh, player, the, the Rams player cornerback would, would have to be in on it. And then on top of that, the cameraman the ref, would have to know. Not really. Yeah, the camera because the cameraman is picking up a play. Every I mean, yeah, they're they're picking up every play, but yeah. like to get the perfect shot or to mm, not. Get, nah, that that one I don't, I no, don't necessarily no, buy into. I, because how it's shot, right? Yeah, allows you to tell the story that you want to tell. So maybe we go to this camera, mm, we run the play. They're, well, they're going. They have all cameras available because they're all cameras are always in this going. particular play. Yes, <laughs> all cameras. Were available. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I, I mean, I'm just saying, like these are the dynamics of the things that you may have to think about. Yeah, or, Do we or need like to get the, the camera head coach involved? would have to be in and on, mm-hmm. in on it as well because he would have to call the actual play. 
the offensive who, coordinator. Like, like everybody would yeah. have to be in on it, and all for like what? And we're saying that Sean Payton, Breeze, the receiver—they're all like, you know what? We could try to go to another Super Bowl, but you know what? This potential, I guess, payday. This, this is bigger than yeah. us. Yeah, like, you know, <laughs> or, or like that storyline, right? And yeah. you would th- have to think that they let be me sacrifice paid. my potentially being a Super Bowl champion for mm. a storyline that the NFL is trying to create. Well, what would be hilarious if they buck protocol and they're like, "Man, fuck that shit," <laughs> and yeah. they hit the pass, and then, <laughs> and then the people who like put that together were like. What the fuck? Luckily, we, we had a backup plan to where you blow your knee out on the next play. Tanya Hardy, the motherfucker. <laughs> Somebody just comes onto the field with the pipe. Like, yep. Who's that guy with the pipe on or, the field? Or on the next play, one of the other defensive players takes your knee out, and then you're done. Bounty, bounty so, gate. But again, you'd have to get that um, somebody else in on it to to yeah to do this other thing that gets yeah. the story back it, in line. That's all very preposterous. The only thing I really think going on. Are refs in terms of calling play, or calling penalties, and or not calling penalties? Right? Has there been a movie about this? Probably. Dirty refs. Is that calling games. It's not very. Uh, I thought you meant that was a title. I was like, that's dirty not a very refs. <laughs> yeah, imaginative that, that title. Be a, uh, the, one of the best <laughs> titles. No, that would Hollywood be, could have ever dreamed up. That would dirty be refs. clearly on Lifetime. I, that's that a. Be, that's a. No, that's on Pornhub. That that's was, a, <laughs> <laughs> it's a, that would that would definitely be that, on Pornhub. That yeah. would be on Pornhub. Fair enough. Well, they, act, did you see the meme of the fact that it was on Pornhub? They yeah. like they they had a screenshot <laughs> of like Pornhub, but then they had the picture of the game. Really? And it was like the refs fucked the Saints <laughs> super oh, hard right, or shit. some shit like that. <laughs> it was fucking. That's hilarious. funny. I gotta yeah, check yeah. that out. Let me. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When I get home and yeah, uh, and you're no one's yeah. around. <laughs> <laughs> I'll uh, I'll look for that. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I don't know. I I think that, and now obviously in this case, that might potentially come into play in terms of like refs being in on some sort of. But I think that's more about like gambling shit. Like, I you know I got some bookies to answer to after the game, so yeah. let me go ahead and not make. Yeah, this I mean, I, I personally don't think there's any validity to sports being rigged or um you know storyline or like you know. The NFL having a storyline that they want to uh, tell, sure, because the stories develop themselves week to week, right? You yeah. never know what's going to happen the next week, and the the excitement of not knowing and watching stories come together and unfold that is far more exciting than any story that you can try and mock up in week one. Unless you know this is unless it's just Tom Brady going back to the Super Bowl versus another, yeah. Well, you know, unless this which is, is why uh, I say a Saints. Uh, Patriots Super Bowl would be very boring because we've seen these guys there already. Okay. Well, we all know that you're clearly you you you've got a sl- some slanted no, no, views. It, it's not it's not even uh, about that. It's, uh, it doesn't have anything to do with that. Oh, we've okay. seen Drew Brees in, in, yeah, in the yeah. Super Bowl. We've seen Tom Brady a million times. Like it would just be more of the same. This at least now you have a fresh face. I actually wanted um, the how Chiefs. Would it be, how would it be more of the same? When's the last time that Tom Brady's faced somebody of Drew Brees caliber in a Super Bowl? And if you say Eli, I might shoot. You. No, I, I'm not saying that in terms of, um, you know, Tom Brady's always facing another one of the top. He's always playing somebody, some chump who should, in fact, lose to him. So this is what we know. We know Drew Brees is a great quarterback, right? We know Tom Brady is a great quarterback. They're they're both Super Bowl champions. I think what people want to see more than that is 
either Tom Brady not go and it'd just be like new fresh faces or, you know, if Tom Brady goes, maybe he's playing, you know, a younger kid who's never been there, a Artie young did. team who's never been there. Already did. Who? Uh, oh, I mean, they yeah, they played the Eagles. Yeah. Like, gonna... Again, again, another great storyline. Yeah. Nick Foles story. Fair enough. Uh, but anyway, there's no way you're scripting uh, an entire NFL football season. There's no way you're scripting an NBA season. I don't think you're scripting uh, a Manny Pacquiao, Adrian Bronner fight. I think you're just you just got two guys in the ring who are duking it out. Uh, one guy's gonna win. One guy's gonna lose. Well, especially with something like boxing, where I, I can understand what he's saying. Like if it's like super close, like okay, maybe they lean in one direction or another. I can see that in boxing. Yeah. Um, in this case, but Adrian Bronner got, got his, his ass, beat. ass beat, so yeah. I don't really think <laughs> <laughs> hey, his interview at the end makes yeah, you hate baffling. that guy. Yeah, but yeah. he's also like very entertaining because it's like, but it's not. That's not at, that, at a certain point, that's not entertaining when you just got your ass whooped. That, that's like saying, uh, you know, y'all know I beat that boy. I was like, <laughs> nigga, what? <laughs> but <laughs> no, if you're you used didn't. to Adrian Bronner, you always are like. I'm tired of I'm tired of his nonsense. It was funny because I, yeah. I think there was something that he said like, oh, like he was like he said something hilarious that I should not have found funny, but for some reason was where he's like, I'll beat a Mexican, American, or something like that. Like he said something yeah. crazy I, like I, that. I think that was in like that was in like like two two or three fights ago. When, yeah, when he was fighting. It wasn't he wasn't fighting Canelo. He was fighting another Mexican fighter. Yeah, I definitely should not have found that funny. But we were like I, in like a group text, we were all like saying that for like an entire week, you know, or not that, but like some version of that. Um, and it was like entertaining. But then as these fights go on, and you just see him take L after L after L after L, you're just like. I mean, maybe just do stand-up comedy. Yeah, maybe that's <laughs> so far he's seeming like hype because he's attached yeah. to Floyd Mayweather. You know, uh, he's getting a lot of coverage, but so far he's seeming like hype. I mean, Manny Pacquiao is like what forty? Yeah, no, he's he he's got to be almost fifty now, right, Manny? Uh, I think uh, forty-five. Let's go forty-five. Fair enough. So he's an older fighter. No, you know what? I think he's actually forty-one. Okay, I think he's forty-one. Fair enough. Um, and he beat this Adrian Bronner's. I, I don't think he's thirty yet. He's not thirty yet. I don't think so. Fuck. You lose to 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 do Manny better. Pacquiao. Do better, age. And then how he try to be like after the fight. He tried to be like, oh, I might be three three one, uh, but I'll sure as hell whoop yeah, or I'll be seven and zero against you. Yeah, it's like to uh, seventy year old announcer. Like, come on, guys. Shut up. Come on. Do, do <laughs> better. Like threatening somebody's grandpa. It's yeah. Like, what are you doing? Just so do anyway, I, th- this movie was filled with. Interesting sports moments, right? Yeah. Where we didn't know who was going to win the Adrian Bronner Manny Pacquiao fight. We didn't know who was going to, um, you know, advance to the Super Bowl. And uh, w- one thing we do know is that, like, there's no way you're you're scripting these. Uh, Hollywood writers can't write better movies than the storylines that unfold in uh, in sports. Yeah, unless this is a WWE, in which case they do that on a weekly basis. WWE sucks. <laughs> <laughs> now, t- oh, tell me, tell me during the uh, like when when, when 90s, we were kids. Yeah, that shit wasn't hot. Yeah, Seeing we were Sting, kids. Sting repel from the ce- uh, the uh, the ceiling. Yeah, when I was know, eleven years old and NWO, I didn't know this yeah. shit was scripted, I was like, whoa, exactly. And that's then, what I'm saying. Then as soon as you find out it's scripted, you're like, okay, I'm gonna watch football now. <laughs> let me let me do something better still kind of a fan a little bit a casual but again like it's entertaining but you you know it's scripted and it doesn't have the same 
you know, it's not the same as unscripted sports. It's not like soccer where you're like, I don't fucking know who's going to win the World Cup. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, you know, what's definitely scripted are these fucking Oscar nominations. You think so? What do you mean think so? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> of course they are. Uh, you know, and um, I um, I watch him every now and then. Um, Philip DeFranco had a great uh, um, uh, piece about... Um, uh, Oscar campaigns uh, on his YouTube channel. Uh, I think it was yesterday, uh, which was the what when was yesterday, twenty first or twenty second. Um, uh, and they talked about you know Oscar campaigns and how shit like that works, and the the entire you know genesis uh, uh, of you know the campaigns <laughs> and shit. Uh, and then I watched a couple other pieces about, you know, Oscar campaigns and how like that's actually in, in a weird way. That's how Harvey Weinstein actually kind of really came to fame was his ability to campaign for films mm-hmm. like uh, they, you know, I remember hearing about, uh, you know, how uh, shit uh, Shakespeare and love won over uh, Saving Private Ryan, which mm-hmm. Saving Private Ryan was like, oh, this is going to win the Oscar. Like clearly like. They might as well yeah. not even have a fucking competition. This is going to win. But it was the and behind then the Shakespeare scenes. in Love came through and was just like, I, we have no right to be here, but yeah. we win. And it was because of Harvey Weinstein's uh, influence uh, that, uh, you know, they ended up winning. Damn, who did he fuck? No, no. Well, no, it it's not <laughs> who he fucked. <laughs> it's who he put the fucking clamps on, you know, in terms yeah. of like, you want to work in this town again? He literally yeah. would say, I'm sure say this to people. You want to work in this town again? I have that video of you tossing my salad. <laughs> if you ever want to work in this town again, you'll vote Shakespeare in love. They're like, oh, Harvey. It's like, a, I, I thought not- you deleted the last copy. <laughs> I never delete the last copy. I can imagine like just a line of people standing outside his door. I'm like, he got you too, huh? Yeah, he got me too. <laughs> yeah, he got me too. Uh, all right. So let's talk about uh, the 2019. Is it 2019 or 2018? 2019 Oscars, right? Because uh, although it's, it's the, for all the movies that are in 2019 Oscars, it's like for the Super films Bowl, right? In 2018, yeah. there you go. Yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, essentially the big one, the one everybody's making a big deal about, of course, is Black Panther. Um, is up for uh, Best Picture. Um, so let's talk about it. Like uh, I know we've talked about it, you know, a little bit before with the Golden Globes, but you know, this is for all the this is for all the the, the kittens in the bag. Yeah, um, I think the movies that I that I see here um, again, I haven't seen A Star Is Born, but I hear it's a phenomenal film. Yeah, I've seen uh, Black Klansman, I've seen uh, Roma, I've seen Vice. Uh, you know, I haven't seen Green Book or The Favorite or Bohemian Rhapsody yet. Bohemian Rhapsody looks very good. Uh, the the lead actor, um, Ramik, Remy uh, Malik, Remy Malik. Yeah, yeah, I was close. <laughs> maybe uh, <laughs> you know, I, I think he's a phenomenal actor and from yeah. what i've seen of of, of his mr um, robot uh you, you know yep mr robot um again i haven't seen that but i've i know he he does great work and from the movies i've seen him in he's he's very good yeah um what i understand about how, how what he went to to prepare for playing the role in bohemian rhapsody having yeah. like studied queen and i forget who the lead singer was uh, the lead, uh, Freddie Mercury. Freddie Mercury, and yeah. like you know, his preparation—that yeah. I think is what 
went into or what led to this film having been so great. Like he was prepared. He really embodied Freddie Mercury and Queen. Yeah. Um, so I, I do. That is on my list of movies I want to see. The list. Uh, I don't know how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. I will say I do think the Black Black Panther may belong here now because of all of these movies of the ones that I've seen. Um, Black Panther is the most exciting one. It's the only movie I've I watched once and then I wanted to watch again. And I'm happy to watch it a third or fourth or fifth time. Um, again, yeah, Black Klansman, I don't know if I... Uh, here's the thing. I uh, So a lot of people are saying, okay, Black Panther is nominated for an Oscar, but they think Infinity War is a better film. Here's the thing. I'm actually way more entertained by Infinity War than I am Black Panther. Yeah, that's uh, true. But that's just that's pure entertainment. That's not saying mm-hmm. if it's like an actual good movie. And honestly, it's, it's because we have 10 other movies that led up to, uh, in, including fucking black Panther that led up to infinity war. That makes me so interested in it. Right. Yeah. Um, black Panther was just a great, it was just story a, a on standalone. standalone. Now, granted story. we were introduced to the some black of the Panther characters character yeah. in, in, uh, in civil war. Exactly. So, you know, was there a little, you know, was there something that led us to be more excited about Black Panther? Which yeah, is no, no, I, there's a cultural movement yeah. behind and, and, Black and, and, Panther. I, you know, there's, there's obviously this co- this character is a very old character that a lot of the people who went to see the movie have known about. Um, at the end of the day, do I still think it deserved to be awarded in this category of best no. picture? Well, it's it's prepo- my answer is yes. Well, I, I think it's preposterous that you know any superhero movie gets nominated, and yet The Dark Knight wasn't nominated back in 2008 i think <laughs> i think if you think about it from that perspective it's just like everything else just is nonsense like yeah. you could nominate whatever the fuck you want to nominate i don't give a shit you guys have already proven how you feel about superhero movies because Dar- the dark knight is one of the greatest movies ever made not just superhero movies which i think that that's what black panther is one of the best superhero movies i've, I've seen but I don't know if I can argue it in the case of one of the best movies, period, that I've yeah. ever seen. So I think the the issue with that is, you know, we're talking about 2008, right? So yeah. This is 10 years later when we've been introduced to so many phenomenal superhero movies, right? That the stories keep getting better and better. The writing keeps getting better and better to the point where I don't think the, you know, the the Emmys, the Oscars, the who the fuck ever's, whatever award show you're watching can put it off as, oh, these are just superhero movies. These aren't like real um, high quality films, right? Mm-hmm. You can't do that at this point anymore because you have so many great superhero movies. Yeah. You can't deny a Black Panther. You can't deny the the mastery of a movie like uh, Infinity War, um you know when 10 years ago you could have looked at as great as the dark knight was you could have looked at it and said yeah it's a batman movie yeah so i think we've come a long way to where black panther is now being nominated for best picture yeah but 10 years ago it wasn't the same yeah that's pretty sad uh but i i think that uh, this is actually because you know in years past i i would take a look at the you know those sounds like an roughly. x-men movie title what in years past <laughs> uh, days of future past i believe that's what that, that was called um in in years past uh i would look at uh you know different you know the different movies that were up for for best picture and i would be like i don't know it seems like a light year 
this year, I don't know. I, I feel like it's a it's a fairly strong year. I, yeah. I feel like they have a nice sort of like mix of different things that I think uh, are worthy of it. I can I think of a couple films that they might have left off the uh, off the list. But then when you're thinking about just creating a single list of the best movies of the year, I don't know. We we did our year in, and that that was even hard to do in terms of like what do you keep off the list or do you yeah. add to the list. Uh, I I haven't seen A Star Is Born. I haven't seen Bohemian Rhapsody. I haven't seen The Favorite, and I haven't seen Green Book. Uh, I'm going to watch all those well ahead of the uh, of the Oscar show, so I can actually talk with some knowledge on them. But I I still think that there's only one movie that should win uh, Best Picture this year, and it's not Is even that close. Roma? Of course, it's Roma. Yeah. I would agree. <laughs> it's with that. not even close. I I, I, don't, I don't I don't think that any of the movies that I've seen they're they're all good movies. Black Klansman definitely uh, belongs to be there. Black Panther again, it's kind of arguable, but I see why it's there. Um, uh, Vice, I, I can see why Vice is there as well. It's yeah. an excellent film from from Adam McKay, but Roma was the only film that I that I I was in awe of after watching it. You're right; yeah. like I, it's tough to say I'm going to go back and watch it like anytime soon. Uh, but that's because it's it's a kind of a it's it's a more nuanced movie to deal with and it's something that's not like something blew up over there and i've got to like look you know it's like no you know there there are really sort of slow things happening but once it gets good it gets good and it uh the themes and and the artwork that went into it yeah uh i think is just head and shoulders above the rest yeah i mean there's 15 20 minutes of the the film roma that absolutely um for me you know, validate it being nominated for this for this category, right? And yeah. it's crazy to say there's 15 minutes over you know the three hours of Black Panther, yeah. um, which again, Black Panther was a great movie. Uh, Black Klansman, great movie. Um, uh, what is the other? Stars Born, Star Rhapsody. Movie. I'm sure they're great movies, but Roma, again, 15 minutes just floor you. Yeah. And for me, it, it definitely deserves to win. If I'm gonna vote, I'm gonna vote for Black Panther. I'm sorry, but you know, I, I'm still <laughs> for gonna, the culture. I'm <laughs> one exactly. time for the culture. But I, I'm still gonna be like, you know, I, I hope Roma <laughs> wins it because it's it's um I would say the most deserving film. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna be so pissed if I mm. watch A Star Is Born and it sucks just because how hyped up that movie has been. Well, um, I think that goes into like the whole thing about like Oscar campaigns, right? Like, yeah. there's a reason why you see certain films plastered everywhere. Why you see, even before the fucking film comes out, everybody's talking about it, and then you watch it, and you're like, I mean, that was okay. I don't know why everybody and their mom was talking, but there's there's like there's an effort behind that. Yeah. There's there's people who are pushing that. So that it stays on everybody's fucking mind, you know. What I yeah. Mean? And you know they, it's just like a whole. But I would definitely recommend anybody who's even remotely curious out there go go watch that uh, that Philip DeFranco. Uh, and I might even try to maybe provide a link for it. Um, but it was a very great video that that yeah, broke it all let's down. Let's throw that up on yeah. um, our Instagram uh, with the link in our bio. Yeah. And uh, you know, get some get some opinions. Most have. All right. Uh, let's uh, let's talk about a couple other things with this and then be done with the fucking Oscars. Uh, all right. Let, let's talk about best director. We have Alfonso Cuaron with uh, Roma, Yorgos uh, Lathamos with The Favorite, Spike Lee with Black Klansman, Adam McKay with Vice, and uh, Paul, Paul Likowski uh, with Cold War. Um, I, I never really understand the best director. Uh, because it's kind of like a it's a consolation prize for not winning best picture. Yeah. Uh, so it's always a weird thing to like judge because it's just like why if you're if you win best director, it's like then why the fuck did I win <laughs> best picture? Yeah. It's it's, it's kind of like w- what do you value more, right? It's winning best director 
for your film yeah or your film winning best film yeah which clearly means you're a superb no i think director. that would that, that means a lot more yeah i mean i clearly would want you get paid more that way <laughs> yeah i clearly would want the the award for best film because then everybody knows like you know i'm the fucking shit when it comes to directing movies yeah and then you know, best directors like second runner up. Like, hey, like your shit was good too. We'll give you an award. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, but in this case, I think Roma wins best picture, and I think Al- Alfonso Cuarón wins best director. Yeah. Um, but know, they're you, probably gonna give it to Adam McKay. Maybe I, I, I highly doubt it. I think if Alfonso Cuarón doesn't win, uh, if Roma doesn't win best picture, I think they. They have to give him best director. Like, yeah, you can't. Come on, you can't not give him nothing. That, that's like one of those. Um, like if anybody other than Alf, uh, Alfonso Cuarón wins best director, it's gonna yeah. be one of those awkward like. <laughs> um, uh, sorry, not I, sorry. I, and his acceptance speeches. You know, I um, I, I'm so grateful. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I'm deserving of this. Yeah. Like, you have to throw that into your acceptance speech. Yeah, if you didn't win best film, otherwise people are gonna be like. You know, get the fuck. They're gonna they're gonna play the music early. Yeah. <laughs> like wrap that shit wrap up. Wrap it up, B. You, your second yeah. place. We all know it. Don't give us that. <laughs> uh, you know, oh, I, I worked so hard. Shit. Just say thank you. Thank the Academy. Get the fuck <laughs> off. Get the, the fuck off the, before they bring the Sandman <laughs> <Yeah>. out here. One curious thing about the best director. So for another year, they don't have a woman at, you know, there's no woman nominated for best picture. Now I'm trying to think back to like a movie that I saw that was directed by a woman last year that I thought would have been, you know, worthy of winning best picture. I'm not going to lie. I'm struggling to think of one, but then that makes the point that perhaps we just need more women directors yeah. out there. They need more opportunities because if I can't really just off my top of my head, think of one woman director that made uh, a film that I thought was worthy of either best picture or that is nominated to be best director. Yeah. Then that's, that's kind of bothersome. Either I, I have a shitty memory or no, I think, yeah. I think our memories are intact. It's just one of those things that, you know, either, it doesn't happen often enough or it's not acknowledged often enough. You know, directors, female directors in film. The last female director that I can recall winning Best Picture was when, uh, and this is terrible, I don't remember her name, James Cameron's ex-wife <laughs> won Best Picture for... Was um, it uh, Catherine Bigelow? Probably. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, when, when she won for, um, uh, uh, not Jarhead, it was that war movie. Hurt Locker? Hurt Locker. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, I think that, yeah, that was Catherine Bigelow. Did she win Best Picture or Best Director? Or was that Catherine Bigelow or was that somebody else? Uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. You said it was that. Uh, no, I think they that won Best Picture. Yeah, I, yeah. I thought so too. The she won, she won, won over James Cameron, her being his ex-wife, at the same time when he was uh, nominated for Avatar. Yeah. So it was that like big, like, holy shit, what's going to happen? Is she going to get half the money <laughs> if he wins? No, if, <laughs> is, is he going to get half the yeah. money if she How wins? did Jeff Bezos not learn from that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, he definitely didn't study the, uh, no. the, the tape. Yeah. He did. She, well, what was he thinking? Who's his lawyer? Yeah. Who? Uh, Jeff Bezos' Bezos. lawyer. Yeah, he was definitely not advising him uh, correctly. Even uh, 15 years into the marriage, I would have pulled Jeff aside, like, Hey, um, this Amazon thing is like it's, it's it's blowing up. Like, whoa, it's blowing up. Um, how do we re? 
introduce a prenup. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Let's start having that conversation now. Yeah. Before we we all get fucked. (laughs) Well, so I'm I'm looking back at some of the movies that were made by women um, uh, in 2018. I guess the one that you know the the big flashy one I guess would be um, uh, um, a wrinkle of time who uh, that was directed by um, God what. Jesus Christ! Now I'm gonna forget her name. Who directed *A Wrinkle of Time*? She directed *Selma*. Ah. She just um, got the back. Ava, from, Ava, uh, Ava Duver- Duvernay. Yes. Duvernay. Duvernay. How yeah. fuck did I forget her name? Um, yeah. But I, from what I understand, that *A Wrinkle in Time* was not the best in the world. Uh, and I'm yeah, I'm still looking back here because I, I want to do this justice before we move off of it. But yeah, I don't know. Slim Pickens. <laughs> and again, I, I think it goes back to, um, and she's the actress from If um, if Beale Street Could Talk. And I believe she was also, the, did she also direct or The actress that? from, if, oh, Regina Regina Hall? Hall? No, no, Regina King. King yeah. Regina King. Um, oh, she, the, uh, the movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, she's committed to, you know, make sure that everything she produces in, you know, 2019, 2020 has... Uh, at least 50% women, you know, in front of and behind the camera, right? So, like, a big part of it, I think, is the fact that, like, a lot of these female directors are just not, they're, I mean, it's not even, I think they're not, they're definitely not getting the same opportunities that the male directors are getting. Yeah. Um, they're not getting the budgets that they're getting, which, of course, means that they're not going to get the awards and the recognition that they're getting. So, it's just... You know, we, we need to see a shift in the tide and yeah. and female directors need to be given the same opportunities and the same chances and female writers and female films need to be given the same opportunity and respect that we're seeing from a lot of these male directors that time and time again, year and year again, uh, are put on a platform to succeed. Yeah. Well, you, you know how I'm waiting to see next year uh, is or this year rather. Or is it this year that you I don't know. Uh she is uh who directed apocalypse now um uh, coppola uh sophia coppola i'm she didn't direct apocalypse now but her father did and she directed a um lost in translation with bill murray and scarlett johansson uh and sh- they're teaming up again so actually i'm i'm looking for uh i'm looking for 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 that to to pop off but long story short yeah we we definitely need more um you know women directors um and yeah, next year I think I would like to pay, or this year I would like to pay more attention to to that more specifically. Going, watching films specifically made by women. Anyways, that's our Oscars rundown. Um, definitely not going to talk about that again until the Oscars actually <laughs> so, happen. Um, th- there is one category I do want to talk about really sure. quickly. Yeah. Um, one category that that I think is, you know, is pretty. Like it's something that needs to be acknowledged. Sure. Um, visual effects, right? Uh-huh. This is this is one of my favorite categories, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think there are a lot of times when like two D movies just have great visuals. Um, you know, we have movies. Uh, I'm, I'm just gonna read read through the list of the the nominees. We have Avengers: Infinity War. Of course, that belongs in there. Um, we have Ready Player One. We have Solo, uh, Star Wars Story. We have First Man and Christopher Robin. First Man and Christopher Robin. I haven't seen. Um, I'm really interested to see what those movies look like because you know w- we know Thanos in uh, 
Infinity War, like yeah. incredible yeah. Visual, visual effects. effects yeah. um, Ready Player One, I mean, stunning visual effects. Uh, uh, Solo, Star Wars Born. We always know Star Wars movies are going to have great visual effects. Um, I really, I'm really interested to see these other two films. Do they really compare, or is it just like, well, uh, we didn't have anything else to throw in there? So, First Man is the uh, movie starring Ryan Gosling, and it was di- directed by Damien Chazelle, um, and it was his follow up to La La Land. Um, and uh, I'm not gonna lie, when it when it comes to, it, I almost compare Damien Chazelle to. Well, I don't almost. I do compare him to um, Barry Jenkins in that they don't they're not going to blow you away with their the the visuals but they are going they look smooth as fuck yeah <laughs> you know uh moonlight was a beautiful movie from a cinematography standpoint um and if bill street could talk was also the same wavelength now i have not seen first man that's because every time i see it available on tv it has 9.99 next to it and i just i refuse to, <laughs> yeah. to actually buy the movie i just let me rent it and i don't know why they won't let me do that um but uh but yeah um so i wouldn't doubt if he does deserve to be in that if that movie does deserve to be in that conversation of of best uh best uh visual effects but uh, Fair enough, I, yeah. I, I don't i don't know if that's going to surpass because I, I i've seen only parts of solo and i just couldn't finish it um, Ready Player One. I did want to see that. I've, again, that's another movie that I saw nine 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 ninety nine next to, and I just cannot part with ten dollars for that movie. Um, uh, Christopher Robin. I'm very curious about. I, I don't. I I know pretty much nothing about it. So, uh, yeah. I mean, Ready Player One, definitely worth checking out. I yeah. highly recommend it. Mo's deaf. Um, you got anything else? No. Okay. That's it. That's it for me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, no more Oscars talk. Uh, un- unless something insane happens, uh, like they find a host and it's fucking like, uh, yeah, who's hosting like, it this year? David Duke. That's who's. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> They're like, we're gonna go extreme right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we thought we were gonna get get Kevin Hart, but now we're just gonna have David Duke. It's fine. Um, <laughs> no, I thought I thought they did announce a host. No, they didn't. No, nobody's hosting the Oscars yet. They're just gonna pull they're, somebody. I think they're gonna be hostless. They're gonna, uh, yeah. I could swear they they named somebody who's like stepped in. I think they were they had potential people that they're looking at. Again, maybe I'm wrong about that. I don't know if they they announced somebody. I, I, I want to see them get like a train wreck of a person <laughs> to host it. I want to see like, loves like what like Lindsay, Lindsay Lohan or um, <laughs> uh, someone like someone who has Let's no get Robert Downey Jr. pre. Uh, Iron Man. Let's <laughs> <laughs> have a fucking time machine. Damn. Who should be, like give me your top three list of people who should host it? <laughs> who should host the Oscars? Let's let's go with disasters. Who would be a disaster at hosting the Oscars? Uh, Soldier Boy <laughs> should host the Oscars. Absolutely. No, no, no. That would be entertaining as fuck. fuck yeah. Um, all right, so I'm going. I'm throwing Soldier Boy in there. Okay. I actually think Kanye would be very interesting. Yeah. Hosting the Oscars, I don't yeah, want to yeah. give him that platform, but yeah, it would be it would be crazy. Fair enough. Um, and then I'm going Suge Knight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, is he skyping in from jail? Like, is that what he's doing? No, they bring him out in, in, in the chains. And they're like, 
All right, Shug. With the guards like just slightly off stage, but enough where you can see the guns. Yeah. That <laughs> They've got guns on him the whole time, and he's got to be he's got to be charming. He's got to be funny. He's got to be witty. <laughs> the consummate performer. If he tells a bad guy. joke, he's <laughs> running. Like, he's got a gun. Put him down. <laughs> Oh, Suge Knight. That's uh, that 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 might be a yeah. They they might have to have him on the short list. Uh, I I think they 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 go for the big guy. DMX. No, uh, he would be good though. No, you because after the first five minutes, you're like, can you stop talking like that? <laughs> a, a dog is a dog. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see who wins to this best picture. <laughs> Better be my man Swag Lee. Um, um, so I think they should go for the big guy. Hold up, wait though. You know what? DMX reading off um, <laughs> the nominees for best like supporting actress yeah. would be hilarious. Cause you remember that song? It was like it was Linda, Felicia. <laughs> um, what was it? it was it was Linda, Felicia, uh, something, Rashida, or something, something. Taylor, Inez, and then Cisco comes out of nowhere like he'd be like best supporting actress. It was Amy, Regina, <laughs> Emma, and Rachel. Yeah, that like, shit would oh, be hilarious. That joke lost its steam after Bring, a while. No, like. that was a good joke. <laughs> Bring him in just for that part. Let DMX yeah. give away the award for that. No, I think they should go after the yeah, the big guy. Uh, just uh, hey, call up, call up uh, sixteen hundred Pennsylvania Avenue. I mean, like, hey, February, whatever the fuck it was that the Oscars are on. What's what's the president doing? Mm. What's he doing? <laughs> Is he available that night? Would he like to host the Oscars? Because you know he can't pass up a chance to be on TV. No. You know? You get him on there and then uh Does he give the award to uh Alfonso Kiran <laughs> 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 for for best pitcher? Even though he's Mexican? <laughs> Well, I, I don't know what Alfonso Cuaron is. I don't, I don't he know would where build he a wall from. and then give <laughs> oh, him the uh, the award over the wall. Oh my God, that would be yo. Wa- watching Trump give Alfonso Cuaron that award would be oh hilarious. Oh my God, there's so that would many, be incredible. You talk about storylines. <laughs> That's a storyline. Yeah, it's a hell of a story. <laughs> All of what Mexico would, would tune in. Oh, they, they, everybody would tune in, and here's here's what would happen, right? Alfonso Cuarón, he'd want to give like a speech, but Trump wouldn't like let him. He would like you know stand he'd be over like, him or behind yeah, him, very or, close, like the uh, fucking debates with Hillary Clinton. Yeah. He'd just be lurking there, just walking randomly behind him, looking at him. Yo, the, those debates, I still I still look back at that when you see the photos of like him just hovering over Hillary while she's yeah. like trying to talk to one of the um, people yeah. in the audience who asked her a question. Yeah. Very creepy. Yeah, no, extremely creepy. I, yeah, I, if you ask me, that that was what popped off the whole. I just, wanted, I, just yeah. I just wish you would have been like, nigga, back the fuck <laughs> up real quick. Hey, step off me, champ. She should have like, broke composure because he did the entire <laughs> um, debate. So yeah, yeah, Hillary yeah, yeah. Break, uh, Well, you know, you were set up to lose anyway. Yeah. I feel bad for you. Uh, I don't feel that bad for Hillary. She she kind of caused her own defeat. But yeah, but, st- stories for another yeah. day. Yeah. All right. Um. Yeah, I, you know, every now and then, I, I I think to myself, you know, what, you know, and, and it's so, it's so proper that we're talking about Trump and he's lurking behind her, you know, um, making her feel really uncomfortable, really uneasy, uh, because we tend to watch things that make us uneasy 
And we have that as our press play tonight. We watched you. Not you listening. We're not watching you. We watched you on Netflix. It was in the Netflix original series. You didn't like my joke? No, not that I didn't like your joke. Uh, the reason why I was speaking incoherently for like four minutes was because <laughs> fucking phone wouldn't fucking work. <laughs> you know what's interesting about like saying we watched you is because in this uh, Netflix original series, you he like it, it takes a, a very interesting role uh, or perspective of the stalker. Yeah, watching because you know these movies usually take the role of the person being stalked, and you grow to like that person. You're like, oh, and you feel sympathy for them. Like, oh, I, I hope they get away with from the stalker. I hope they kill him and blah blah. But this show on Netflix, uh, you takes the pl- takes the position or the perspective of the stalker. Yeah, um, who's Joe? And I'm gonna yeah. have his real name up here in a second. Yeah, it's Ben. Whatever his name is. Uh, holy shit. Okay. Technical uh, difficulties? Yeah, all around. Everything's just falling <laughs> apart. Um, all right, so uh, so let's get into it here. Uh, and I'm sorry I don't have the other trumpets, but uh, again, my phone is on the uh, the fronts here. Um, uh, the, uh, the, 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 the You was created by Greg uh, Berlantini um, and Sarah Gamble, who Sarah Gamble, she's actually, uh, she, was a, she was a former showrunner as well as writer for Supernatural. Fun fact. Um mm. And when I first started watching this show, you, I was like, yeah, no, I can see that. I can see how she, she'd be responsible for that because uh, she she was responsible for some of the worst seasons in Supernatural. But anyways, uh, based on Caroline Kepney's uh, best-selling novel of the same name, You is a 21st century love story that asks, what would you do for love? Uh, when a brilliant bookstore manager crosses path with, uh, with, uh, paths with an inspiring writer, uh, his answer becomes clear. Anything. Uh, using the internet, social media as his tools to gather the most uh, intimate uh, of details and get closer to a charming and awkward crush quickly becomes obsession as he quietly and strategically removes every obstacle and person in his way. It's a very apt description of this show. Yeah, that pretty much summarizes it. Um, okay, so uh, what do we think about the uh, the plot of this show? And and it, it has a shit ton of writers. I'm not gonna like sit here and list them all. But yeah, yeah, fuck that. That's all that list too. So uh, going back to what I was saying, like I think the perspective that this story is told from is a very like cool perspective. Uh, it's being told from the stalker's perspective, and he's actually a good actor, and he's like surprisingly charming. Like you like the fact that he's, you know, he's very polite. He's kind of witty. He's he outside of being a stalker. (laughs) He's a nice guy. His relationship with um, the kid Paco, uh, played by the young actor Luca uh, Padovan. Yeah, Luca Padovan. So like he look he he's really taking care of this kid. He sees that this kid is in um, a bad situation. Mom is clearly not prioritizing him. Stepdad is maybe abusive uh, physically and verbally to him. He's feeding the kid. He's he's kind of like teaching the kid, playing a father, uh, being the father figure that this kid doesn't have. It's moments like that throughout the show that you're like, oh, shit, you know, this guy is pretty cool. You know, he's he's pretty charming. And then you learn a little bit more about him. Like, you know, I remember they're on their first, uh, he's on his first date with the main character, 
um, uh, Genevieve or Genevieve Beck, Beck or yeah. Beck as they call her, played by Elizabeth Lale, yeah. where they're walking through the park and you know she's kind of asking him about um, you know his ambitions. Like obviously he didn't go to college. Does he want to work at a bookstore his entire life? And he basically says to her like, you know, I want to do something I love, or I want to work with something I love, and I love books, right? And then in moments like those, you grow to like him so much because it's like, I think more people wish that they could do that. Yeah. But that's not always achievable or it doesn't seem <coughs> successful. Yeah. So again, I love the perspective from the stories told, you know, the the uh, the stalker's perspective and, and a stalker that you could actually grow to like. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think uh, I think it, it, it was, I mean, it, it not necessarily unique because um, so I think this show was a sort of a mashup of a couple of different shows. Like I think it was a mashup of like Dexter as well as um, I'm going to go with Dexter and maybe some, a, a little bit of uh, Mr. Robot in there as well. Um, but only because of the, the incessant use of voiceovers. Um, uh, so I, I didn't see the show as necessarily, you know, new from the way that you're you're basically trying to gain sympathy for the antagonist who essentially is dressed up to be some sort of anti-hero or i guess it wouldn't even be an anti-hero in that case but um somebody who you would ordinarily be like all right i'm either rooting against this person but suddenly you're given some details that are like hmm all right maybe i'll root for this person or i can't help but root for this person a little bit but the, like from, from, I think from the get go, though, uh, I, I didn't fully understand the plot and in, in how it lays out because it sometimes I hate watching things when you're like, I don't know why you're making the decisions you're making They're not, And not, they're not just stupid decisions from like a um, damn, this person is just not making the right decisions of their lives standpoint It's stupid decisions as in like, you know, you didn't need to do that. Like, yeah. There's just that that was unnecessary. So, for instance, when uh, plot hole or plot hole, um, spoiler alert, if uh, if if you you know for whatever reason are listening to this and you haven't seen the show um, and still listening, and still listening for some <laughs> odd reason, um, uh, when he hits the guy, what's his name? Um, the, the the Benji. Benji. Yeah, when he when he hits Benji and then he has him locked up. And he has him locked down in the basement for like fucking, it seems like weeks. It's very confusing as far as like why, why he would do that. Yeah. Like you, you didn't like Benji's already a dick. He's not going to be in her life anymore. Or like it, it would be just as easy to like smooth talk her away from Benji than it would be to fucking smash him in the side of the head with a mallet. Well, the conflict was that it wasn't. Um, so he had set it up to where she should have um, left or walked away from Benji. I think when he like saved her life, when she was on the train track, they went out, they had that great date, and it was clear that Benji was uh, uh, with other women. And I think it shows the scene where the guy Benji is explaining why he you know, cheated on her with that other girl. Um and then he uses a lot of that to show her, to put in front of her, hey, this is why you shouldn't be with that guy. Mm-hmm. And I think he may even like um, use her friends to also help kind of like stage this of, of why she should leave Benji. Yeah. But she keeps going back to him. 
and, think and she Benji did that. Expl- Benji explained why because like as much as she might say she wants a nice guy, as much as she may uh, 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 think that she wants a nice guy, the fact of the matter is she likes guys like Benji who may not treat her the best. And her Benji knows it and her friends know it too. So the only way for Joe to eliminate and remove Benji from the picture it might actually be to re- eliminate him, which is why he smashes Benji in the head. Yeah, I, I reject all of that. That that's uh, utter nonsense. The, so the, so you're telling and and that was after one time of him trying to get with her and she was still going back to Benji, right? Yeah. So you know what this Just is called? Just give though, it right? a fucking month. Yeah. You give what, it 2 months. You know what this is called? What's that? The idiot plot or the idiot plot theory. Okay. Um and I, we've talked about this before where the the the, the storyline is kept in motion, right? By seemingly very stupid characters, and it, <laughs> it, it is their uh, stupid, poor decision making that keeps the story going. Yeah, like just for the sake of our entertainment. Yeah, um, all of which could be stopped by one smart decision. Yeah, but again, everyone involved is for the most part stupid. Yeah, um, yeah, and and I think that this entire show, because I I watched all of it, and my conclusion by the end was. Yeah, there's, there's just no getting around it. Everybody in the show is just dumb. Yeah. Um. Uh. But then one of the other things that I thought of while watching was now, now I understand that, you know, maybe there's a, it's a big city. There's a lot of shit going on. Is nobody looking for Benji? Nobody. He's been, like <laughs> dudes are gone for the entire season, and nobody at any point is like. Damn, what happened to yeah, Benji? Yeah, we yeah, especially his business partner yeah. who were like, "Hey, Benji went out to meet this um, potential investor, or, or, or no, it was someone from like a magazine, yeah, who and just never came back." F- seven days ago, Benji yeah. went out to meet this uh, editor from yeah. Food and Taste magazine. Yeah, he never came back. Yeah, maybe we have a business to run, and I, we should check on him. I guess they were trying to build it up that his partner was like kind of jealous of him because Benji kept like sunning him. Yeah, like he kept being like, "Oh, yeah, you know what? I'm I gonna know, take yeah, the lead I'll on take this, the lead. bro." Yeah, but you're telling me that turns into he's been gone for an entire week, and I'm yeah. just not gonna ask any questions. Yeah, but if what? I'm if my business partner yeah. is missing, unless yeah. I've killed him myself <laughs> in order to take full control of the business, I'm gonna look for them. You know, hey, yeah. you know, even if they're an ad. So yeah. you're still at least gonna like hey, text them, yeah, call them, just so you can sign off the papers of like, hey, so call you, up Food and Taste magazine, like, hey, one of your editors <laughs> went to meet with my business. Yeah. Oh, no, you don't have an editor by that name who oh, works there. Okay, oh, well, enough. he's been okay. murdered. Hey, do you, you know? guys? Uh, do you guys just? Uh, do you do you still want to run a spread on us? Then? Yeah, uh, <laughs> we, we have this great sugar-free soda, <laughs> organic. Um, but but there was like tons of shit like that like the entire time where I was just like come on this is just like frustrating and I guess yeah like it, it really is you just like you said and I don't, I don't know if you just made that up yourself no no, or no if, it, if it's, it's a real thing theory, the, the idiot, idiot plot, plot theory yeah um that that is a real thing and I and I think it's you have to try not to like be in like to have that be a main focus of your story right it's okay every now and then subtly to have somebody do something that was just like oh that was a tough choice like why the fuck did you do do that like that's frustrating that you did that but when every other decision is just like what the fuck are you doing yeah then i think you have to reconsider so yeah. the, the entire show should have been over in 15 minutes <laughs> right yeah if she would just look out her big ass yeah. window <laughs> one time 
Yo, throughout the entire series, she doesn't. And, now, that is a massive. No um, curtains. Yeah, There's a zero massive curtains. Window. Yeah, I think yeah. that window is like. Uh, it's a bay. Uh, that's what we call like bay views. Yeah, it's like yeah. ten by twelve bay view window, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No curtains. Very clean window. It's not. Um, what is it called when it has like when it's like smoked or it's textured a little yeah, tinted bit? Tinted or something. Um, not, not tinted. So it's very clear window. It has no texture. Yeah. Big large window. No curtains. Yeah. There's no um furniture obstructing visibility. All she has to do is look out the window one time. Yeah. And see Joe across the street. Just staring. by chance, dude. Not even like, not even like on purpose, but just by chance. Just like, is there a bird out there? Yeah. Like, like, and, and, she and does, you would have seen his crazy ass just standing there jerking off on the side of the street. Like, yeah. I, and she I does everything in front of the window. She took yeah. a shit in one episode in front of the window. <laughs> she, she smashed Benji in front of the window. Like, or no, it was, she smashed somebody else. It was like a bartender or some shit like that that she smashed. Was it? No, yeah, no, yeah. it was Benji, wasn't it? She might have smashed both. I no, no, it, it was Benji. She, uh, I think maybe in like later yeah, episodes, yeah, she might yeah, smash yeah. a bartender. Yeah. But everything she does in front of this window and all she has to do is look outside, see him. Oh, God, this guy's stalking me. Yeah. End of show. Yeah. Um, Benji's character, when he meets up with Joe, who's posing as the editor for this um magazine that Joe wants his uh, soda company to be featured in. Yeah. I'm, if I meet you and you're like, hey, let's go to the secret dive bar down this alley. I'm gonna be like, you know, okay, you know, lead the way. Yeah, yeah. You go first. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. And then when we get to the steps to the place I've clearly never been before, and you yeah. tell me, oh yeah, go down there. <laughs> Turn just to the take right. Take a left. Yep, take a left. <laughs> I'm gonna be like, nah, nah. Dude, I'm not doing this. And <laughs> even if you do trick me into doing that, when yeah. I get to I'm gonna be on guard. Yeah. yeah. When I get inside and I see that there's no one in there and this is like a secret lab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm getting in I'm, I'm getting in the position. You yeah. know what I mean? You you know you know what I mean. The position where you get into you know you're about to scrap with somebody, like you just you're ready. I'm like, scrap. I'm not gonna turn around and say, Are you sure <laughs> oh, what's we're happening at the right? Here? Ugh, yeah, do you have knocked. any mixed cocktails? Like <laughs> So all any of these people have to do within the first three episodes is yeah. Stop, look out the window. Yeah. Uh, ask one question. But I, I guess in a weird way that that was sort of the point of the show is that we're also like not. Uh, like we're uh, wrapped up in our own, own lives shit so much. That we don't see the shit that's going on like around us. Yeah. Uh, you no, know, even from me. the people. Yeah. Yo, I'm, <laughs> my head is always on the swivel. I swear. Like whenever I'm driving my car. Yeah. And I see. Um, like a, a car behind me for yeah, an extended yeah. period of time. Yeah, you're like, yo, I right, let me make a couple. I, you know, I always change lanes. Two rights, you know, and if, then a left. If, if I change lanes three times for no reason, with you? and this yeah, car yeah. changes, yeah, yeah. No, nah, boy, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm hitting this next exit hard. <laughs> you're not gonna get me. And when, if I'm walking down the street, I'm ne- I, I like even if I'm walking down the street and I'm texting. I, I've seen people walking down the street and they never look up. Their phone yeah. is their head is always in their phone. Yeah. No, I may send a text, but I'll head on a swivel. (laughs) And and even when I'm like, if I'm jogging at night, I never have my music blasting in my ears. You can't can't walk down the street at night with music in both ears. You got to do the one ear off. You know what I mean? You got to do the one ear off. People do it. 
people are just That's walking crazy. down the street and That's, they're just you're just asking for their it. music and their hood is up and they they have a hat well, on too look, and <laughs> they have sunglasses yo, on and it's you, like yo you're asking to get robbed yeah yeah you, I didn't you, even want to rob you but yeah, yeah. now I have to <laughs> that to wasn't prepare. even on my yeah. to do list tonight I, I was and just yet. going home now I'm robbing you because there's a lesson here yeah. that needs to be learned <laughs> yeah um yeah I, I don't know how people you know are that oblivious but apparently they are um at least according to this story okay let's move on to the characters what do we what do we think about the characters again like this guy joe um played by the actor um by the name of pen bagley yeah bagley I'm gonna he was go on a uh, gossip girl back in the day if i'm not mistaken okay uh he, he's charming he's likable he's not like i feel like he's like non-threatening right which makes you Initially, like you're like, okay, I could like this guy. Um, and then again, he also shows moments throughout the show where, like, okay, he's just a normal human being that cares. Obviously, he cares about the kid Paco, um, but he is a fucking stalker. Yeah. So it's like, shit. And I remember in like the most recent Dave Chappelle um, stand up special where he told the joke about the uh, hero who rapes, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. do, you, do you remember yeah, that yeah, one? Yeah, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, he saves lives, but in order to save the many, he has to rape the few. Yeah. <laughs> like, that, or the, at least that was the basic premise of that joke. Yeah. Um, which is like, damn, that's a huge fucking dilemma. Yeah. Uh, so with with this guy, uh, Joe, it's like, wow, he really you know cares about this kid, Paco. And he, for the most part, is a seemingly nice human being. But he's a stalker. Well... I th- Luckily, I think he's the- only stalking this one girl, so I'm okay. <laughs> and, and she's infinitely stupid, so I'm okay. With it. <laughs> well, okay, so but here's the problem with uh, his character. Or here's why I found it even remotely interesting. Because I, I, I'm not gonna lie, from the first like two or three episodes, I was like, "This is gonna be tough. Uh, it's gonna be tough to sit through." Um, but then it kind of got started getting interesting. And the reason why I kept getting interesting was because it wasn't like it's different when you're a stalker and like you're all about like the rape shit, right? Mm-hmm. But he was like the complete opposite, though, or not the complete opposite, but somewhat opposite of that, that he was a stalker, but he didn't he never really went for the whole I'm trying to like rape you. Yeah, or he fill didn't you try up thing. He down. really didn't try to do anything. And in fact, there's a point that gets to a point in a season where she wants to like break up with him. And he at first is like resistant, but then he's like, eh, it is what it is. <laughs> and then he like breaks up with her and he gets another girl like no stalking or anything yeah and then she's jealous of that relationship so i was like damn they're just yeah. <laughs> turning this shit on his head you know um but then let that not take away from the fact that he's a psychopath like i i feel like that that's that line is never um you you are never to forget that that he's insane like is this like a huge emphasis of some something of of what most people may go through. I think so. I I, I like, think I think this this was an dramatic, exaggerated version. A, what dramatic, is it? A exaggerated. Yeah. No. What's the word? A dramatized. Is it a dra- no? A dramatization. A, nope. Dra- yep, dra- yep, dramatization. Yeah. It That's it. That's the word. Dramatization. I don't know if you can spell that on Scrabble. (laughs) I don't know if you're using that word. I I think it's a real word. I think it's real. It's a dramatization. It it sounds wrong every time I say it. I'm just waiting for you to come to that conclusion. I'm like, no, but I think like when you're watching like those dramatization, is that what you mean? Dramatization. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. I always have to save you, man. Dramatization. Yeah. Um, 
I think it's it it, it it is that of what a lot of people go through in relationships where they're like they find someone and then they're just stuck on them like yeah. for for a week a month yeah yeah we've all been there what is the um I mean except for the whole catching the ex boyfriend thing yeah and, and, <laughs> and locking or, or, or in the that may be a dramatization dramatization yeah. of like you know if you if you are you know, if you lust for someone, right? Yeah. And they're with someone else and you may somewhat start to, you know, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. You know, let me look up his page on Instagram. Sure. Oh, he works. He works there. Yeah. Let me fucking go there and yeah. order a latte. See who this guy is. Yeah. I have um, never I've done, never done, done that. Yeah, I've never. And <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah, yeah. I've never like gone. If, if, if there's been a girl I was interested in. And she had a guy. I've never been like, let me go, let me see go talk to the guy. guy is. You're like, I think the first logical thing is, is like, what does he got to do with shit like about like me? Like it's yeah. about my game and what I'm able to like produce. Like if, and here's the thing too. I, I always love fair games like, or, or like not to say that relationships are games, but like I always like fair things like of like, okay. If, Best if, man if she's, wins. Exactly. Like if, if she's going to come, you know, with me, then she's going to do that on her own accord. Like, I'm not going to sit there and try to fucking eliminate the people in her lives so that I'm the only yeah. one. Le- that's, what are you doing? We like, call that throwing salt. Yeah. Uh, and and that's, <laughs> salt happened, that's happened to me where it's like somebody's hating on you from across the street. And it's like, yeah. man, bro, why are you hating on me? You, you try and get her. I'm going to try and get her. Yeah. We don't need to yeah, yeah. attack one another. Yeah, you yeah, know, that's, yeah. that's all it is. But, um, yeah. but again, some people do these things. People yeah. like this character, Joe. They go, they, and there's, there's always a thin line between like normal and crazy, right? Where it's like, you know, you're interested in a girl. Uh, You may know where she works. You know, she works at, maybe she's the cute barista at the Starbucks. So you go to that Starbucks exclusively, right? Um, The cute girl at the gym and you're always like where she is, or maybe, you know, (laughs) You know, like diving deeper here into the the, the no, I mean, like uh, Joe Goldberg. He, these are realm. still very normal things. <laughs> yeah. If there's a cute girl at my gym and yeah. I only ever see her uh, Tuesday and Thursday nights, I may yeah. make an effort to be there on those nights, right? Yeah. yeah. But if I <laughs> follow her home <laughs> after, <laughs> then it's crazy. If yeah. I'm there Tuesday and Thursday nights, not crazy. Yeah. Um. I'm trying, right? Yeah. Maybe trying a little bit too hard, but I'm trying. If I follow her home, yeah. wow, crazy. So there's that thin line. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think it's... If she's waiting for me, or if I'm waiting for her, when yeah. she gets in, in her, and I'm, I'm in her apartment, <laughs> <laughs> that's super crazy. Yeah. Uh, I, I, so, he, and, and, I'll, and I'll take this in the perspective of, if we're talking about characters, right? Uh, I'll, I'll do my usual you know, two runners up and then I'll give my MVP. All right. My two runners up are, um, uh, Zach Cherry, who played Ethan, who was essentially like this, the clerk or the uh, Ben or Joe's, uh, sort of right hand man at the bookstore. Uh, I think he, I think he, he sold his character to me. I don't, I, I couldn't even tell you specifically why I just believed him as a character. Uh, I think he did a serviceable job. And then I will say, um, Shay Mitchell as Peach Salinger, uh, because she made me hate her character. I hated everything about her. Yo, everything. You know what? Those were my, those were gonna be my two as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I bet you don't know who my MVP is. Your MVP. I'm gonna go mm-hmm. with. Mm, no, I don't know who your MVP is. Yeah, because there is you not. Know, you one. know what? <laughs> there is not one. I have no. I, MVP I, I was gonna this. say because uh, I haven't seen it as far as um, you have. It's not yeah. John Stamos. 
No, as Doctor Nikki. Although John Stamos did a very serviceable job, but no, there there are no MVPs. Does in this, this mean his career is on the downswing? No. no, no, no. I think he. I think they were like, "Hey, Stamos, say hey, uh, you want to make a check?" Yeah. Okay. He was like, yeah, okay. yeah. Cool. I've got forty five. Not doing any full house anymore, so, <laughs> so we're good. <laughs> but um, so yeah, to your point, uh, Shay. Yeah. Uh, again, played by uh, I forget uh, Peach. Or no, I'm sorry, she, Peach Salinger. Yeah, played Mitchell, by Mitchell played. Yeah, it's Peach um, Salinger. I, I in the first episode, I think you hate her character just because she, <sighs> she has that like everything. smug uh, arrogance and that. And like, maybe I'm finding a common theme of people that I hate, but I hate a very specific type of person. And what is that? She, just it, the, the rich smugness of it, smugness, uh, smugness of it all. Of yeah. just being like. Uh, I'm so worried about, um, you know, not getting the right type of tea when I'm at Starbucks and yeah. I'm having a nervous breakdown because of it. And I'm a social media influence. Shut the fuck up. The, I, Jesus. I hated the, um, you know, I have uh, a party to, to, you know, celebrate my, well, not celebrate her parents' divorce, but I have a party and she to was distract mad. me from my parents' divorce every Ooh, year. Shut up. Bitch, grab yourself some fucking, fuck up. grab yourself some fucking uh, vodka, watch fucking Netflix and have yourself a nice time. Calm the fuck down. Yeah. It, it, it's down. very easy to grow to hate her character with yeah. the, in the first but, episode. But to her credit, she played the role well, Shay Mitchell. Very well. Uh, and, and, which is why I hate her. And, and same thing, Ethan, uh, again, the character played by Zach Cherry, he, he played that so well. It's like yeah. you don't even. I think like, he actually he, works he's in very, a bookstore. He's very real. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if he is a bookstore clerk yeah. or so, has just like a regular job like that. Yeah. Now, what's interesting again, going back to um, the idiot theory, and then there's um, the pairing to that, which is the yeah. um, the other second idiot theory. Yeah, uh, who all Ethan has to do is go downstairs. And I, I'm not gonna lie to you. For the longest time, I couldn't figure out. I was like, are, "Is this some sort of joke? Are they are they purposely like toying with us when yeah. they, when they, you know, clearly he works at the fucking place?" But then you and, realize and I think that he's the actual like he's the manager, isn't he? No, it, no, isn't no, he no. Like Joe's uh, manager? Joe, no, Joe, Joe is the other way around. Joe's the manager. Yeah, Joe's the manager. Okay, because Joe still. essentially inherited the uh, the shop from the, the from, from old, the old guy owner. who used to yeah, be his yeah. ass. <laughs> but but even still, not once ever. Does Ethan go downstairs? Just by chance. Just yeah. just go down there by accident. Just, oh, shit. I'm, I forgot some Tic Tacs down there. And I'll just, you know, just anything. Lunch break. Let me eat downstairs. <laughs> you know, how oh, the bathroom here is stopped up. on. Let me shit downstairs. Yeah. At, at Literally the, anything. Because the, the employees, you know, there's the one for the customers. And then yeah. the employees shit downstairs. Yeah, you got to have the nice one that, that, that only you use. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah. and again... This, and I'm not saying Ethan is the idiot in this particular show because I, I think he's no, but they but they put the characters into very like odd situations where you're just like I don't understand how you don't like how this doesn't happen and and the, just the logic of how nature just plays out how the fuck did this yeah. not happen at some point in time yeah. oh you you know what scene upset me the most is mm. when Beck is in the bathroom Joe's in her house um she's, oh she's, she's and he's in the shower. shower yeah that and was a very stupid one it's yeah. Like, how is she not like just how do you not no. just sweep the curtains across so they're not in your way and then you turn the water off who uh, who, first of all, who turns it on and off like that yeah if i'm ever in like a uh, bathroom the shower curtain is like completely closed off yeah the first thing i do yeah is check behind that motherfucker 
Make sure nobody's in there. You've seen way too many Yo, horror movies. Even in my own home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who the fuck is in there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? Like, yeah. even if. Yeah, yeah. I have to check Or you, at least you have to like leave it like half open so yeah. you know what's so going I know. on. Nobody. Yeah, yeah. You're not going to catch yeah. me slipping. <laughs> but like, uh, just, but if your name's she, Beck, she just stuck you her might get hand caught. in there and just turned it on. Yeah. Turned it off. And, and, and what the dumbest part is, his shadow was there. Like, yeah, I would have been like, hey, yo, bro, get from behind my shower curtain real quick. We're we, we going to throw them hands, partner. Yo, his shadow was there the whole time. I was like, and it, either this is a failure on the lighting department's, uh, uh, yeah. uh, you know. Um, Whoever responsible for lighting that scene. Fuck. They were... There was like, uh, or they just wanted to highlight how dumb she was. Yeah, I, I, one or the other. It yeah. was like one of those old Apple commercials <laughs> where you just see the shadow of Joe in the shower, Some fucking Coldplay playing in the background. <laughs> he had the 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 ear pods and shit. Like, is this an Apple product plug, <laughs> or is she just stupid? That's exactly what that scene was. Yeah, no, she was just dumb. Um, okay, yeah. So, uh, so I, I really don't have any MVP here. I didn't think anybody no. did, was deserving of MVP. I thought uh, Penn Bagley as Joe, um, he was weird, but at the same time, I don't know if it was bad acting or he was like specifically told a act really weird. Uh, I, I couldn't tell which. Therefore, you don't get any sort of nod. Elizabeth Lale, uh, who played uh, Beck. Um, I don't know exactly if she's a good actress or not, but I know that in this role she was terrible. Yeah, uh, you know, I, you know I, I don't know if she was terrible. She, I, I just think I think her character has to play um, stupid and dependent and. Uh, but it was something about the way that she played it that I just did not, and and it was a combination of the fact that they just gave her awful lines, they gave her awful like storyline she didn't sell me as as a as an aspiring but she writer. also didn't sell it yeah too much but they also like they didn't really and i guess they were trying to build it up through the end of the season that okay she starts off as terrible at writing and then she eventually see the talent that she has but they like it, it just makes you think why are you and then and then on top of that too like this whole <laughs> this whole thing about oh my god i'm obsessed with her yeah it's just like why I, I don't understand like what is what yeah. is different about her like yeah. like there's nothing like and I, and I guess that's not how it works I guess that you know some people just get targeted just because they get targeted yeah but god guys give me something if I'm gonna watch an entire season of this show give me some reason why she's being stalked you know what so one of the things I did like about this show is that like it starts very quickly and it doesn't you know care to not not and to your point, they don't really spend much time explaining why he has these um, obsessive behaviors where he attaches himself to an object, in this case, a person, which is Beck. It's just, oh, you're, the way your hair is flowing, the, the blouse you're wearing, the, you know, the this type of book you're picking out, you know, you've got me. Uh, I'm, I'm attached to you. I'm stalking you now. It just kind of like gives it to you hey yeah. this guy's a stalker yeah without much of the backstory which is yeah. maybe why you you grow to like him so much because you don't yeah you don't really get the idea of you, like why you don't have a reason to hate him yet you're just like oh he's charming until he starts fucking killing but that's what i'm saying like it was kind of uneven because it was like until he starts killing people well actually no i mean i'm not gonna lie like when he starts stalking her i'm just like Come on, bro why like you're, yeah because and, and i guess no, see that made sense to me you know, I just oh, kind of oh, like, like him, like following him down the street. Maybe shit. it's because it was episode one and I just accepted that, hey, this is a story that they're telling. You know, he. 
he's stalking her. But like, so I, I accepted that and I understood where they were trying to go with it. It was just that like, it would have been better if they gave me something like a specific reason why he did that. Like, I, I know that at the beginning they may have said, oh, because, yeah, the way her hair flowed, the, her, you know, the jeans she was wearing, you know, I Banana the, Republic. I think, I think it was the no know. bra thing. <laughs> Because I love that shit, too. <laughs> uh, okay, well, just don't start shit. hitting anybody in the side of the head with the mallet uh, or, or standing outside somebody's home jerking off. That That yeah. is not the way you should go. I'm just too lazy. I, I never, <laughs> if, I, if I had a slight bit more commitment to anything, <laughs> then, you know, who knows what, Perhaps, who knows what uh, I'd be capable of. <laughs> but if it requires... Effort like yeah. he's, he's standing outside of her like, Come on, apartment man. window. It's fucking fall, man. Yo, it's kind of cold. Nah, it's bro. like it's at the, at the end of October or some shit. If I, don't if I didn't on, have like know? a cup of hot chocolate <laughs> and cookies, and if I wasn't like really well dressed, like for the for the for the temperature, <laughs> if my phone wasn't charged, yeah, you know what I mean. You're I don't, on twelve percent battery. Yeah. Trying to talk about Ooh, uh, I'm on twelve percent, <laughs> baby. I got to go. I can't stalk you no more. Um. All right. So let's uh, let's keep pushing. Although, like, I'll make this little an uh, annotation. Is that annotation? Damn, we can't get our words right. Yeah. Annotation. Yeah. There. There you go. Um. Bad vocabulary might be the name <laughs> of this. Bad vocab. <laughs> um. Uh. So I I get what they're trying to do with it in terms of like they're trying to paint the picture of okay you know, here's this guy and sometimes, yeah, like a random woman, it doesn't really even have to be anything like there's nothing like special about her. There's nothing different about her. It's just this guy decided to be infatuated with this woman. Um, and then I understand like the, 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 the sort of the nuance that they try to play around with it in terms of like the fact that he seems for all intent and purposes a good guy but then he does crazy shit and they sort of make you f- they force you to choose okay well who are you going to vote for uh, a root for him or are you going to root against him you know yeah. um and like I, I i get all that i'm just saying like hmm like there's ways you could have been way more nuanced about it though like you know it seemed like they were so heavy-handed in either direction yeah and it was just like but there, there, like from a storytelling standpoint, you could have. There were different ways you could have approached it that I would have bought into the whole. That would have made it much more complex or much more. But with this, it was sort of like they just decided, uh, "Are we gonna have him be a good guy this week? Great, we're gonna keep him as a good yeah. guy this week. The, Next week, is he gonna kill somebody? All right, we're gonna make him kill somebody. And it's just like the viewer doesn't really get you, you know? much of an opportunity to decide, you know, how they want to feel. It's like the feeling is put in front of you. Yes. Yeah. Joe, Joe's it's a like bad they decided. Guy this exactly. Joe's a good guy this one. That's you know? exactly and it. And that's it. Yeah. Um, and and even if you try to like Joe or dislike Joe, uh, each episode is it's again it's the picture's already painted for you, and it's just hey do you at, at a certain point it's like do you like the picture or not which is you know do you like the show or not yeah right um yeah, yeah I, I do wish there was a little bit more um it wasn't as heavy handed as you yeah. said. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's move on to cinematography. Um, there's not much for me to say about the cinematography, except for that they, they use this um, uh, sort of like a um, focal effect um, that I, I just loved. Yeah, uh, I'm in uh, I'm in love with this, this this effect that they have. And I've seen it a couple different times with a couple different things. And I've, and I've tried to take note of it. Uh, but with this show, especially 
I, I think that I was like, man, I, I, I love this effect when they did, would do wide shots. They would use it a lot. Um, sometimes even when they're doing close ups um, or not relatively close, like medium shots, they would uh, they would use this effect. Um, and I got to find out how they did it because I don't know if they did it in camera or if they did it in post on the back end. But in either case, I think it uh, it just added something to it that I thought was uh, unique and special. Yeah. And, uh, and, yeah. and what you're referring to is like Joe's thoughts laid over, um, you know, like the scene, like the wide shot of the scene at hand. For example, um, where she's browsing about in her apartment and it's clearly Joe's view of her um, from across the street. And it's not him talking. It's just like kind of like the thoughts in his head mm-hmm. paired with you know, what she's doing yeah. in, in her apartment. Well, or I'm library. talking about the actual, talking about? I'm, t- I'm talking about the actual camera effect that they have where it, it, it seems like they're like, it's like a focal effect where they, you know, uh, you see some of the, the edges of the screen are like blurred mm-hmm. at least slightly. And then whatever is sort of in the center of the screen is sort of highlighted because everything else is kind of blurred a little bit. And when you go back to, and, you, and you, you, I don't know if you're going to watch the entire thing, but yeah, um, I will. When, like try to watch pay, pay, for yeah, that. Okay. Um, and it, it's nothing big too. It's not a, this, this revolutionary thing, but I just, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was cool. And yeah. that was from everything with the cinematography that, you know, you can kind of point out that was the only thing that I thought was really sort of at least unique to that, that I, that I, you know, yeah. With, you know. And I mean, and, and to my, you know, what I was saying was like, it's not, and this is not unique. You know, we've all seen movies where, you know, the, the characters kind of like watching something take place and you're hearing what is essentially their thoughts Yeah. in this particular show. It, it definitely felt like two layers, right? Like mm-hmm. if I watched the show on mute, just from the visuals, I can still get an understanding of what was happening. Like mm-hmm. this guy is watching her from across the street. She's he's clearly a stalker, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then they add in that second layer of, okay, now I kind of understand his thoughts. Yeah. Which then allow you to kind of build a relationship with the character, start to like the character. You understand, you know, he's very intelligent, he's charming. So to me, like that's what I loved about and and I'm not even really sure if it's just the cinematography mm-hmm. because there was nothing particularly exciting about it. Yeah. But the way it was shot, the way that they laid audio over top of it, to me, it just made the show much more watchable. It was yeah. more fun to watch in that way. Yeah, I, I think that was that was one of the only ways you can have this show with trying to build sympathy for you know, Joe, because it's like, it's not until you actually know his thoughts that you're like, Oh, okay. Like he's, there's, it's not just all kill, kill, kill. I'm a, you know, I'm just going to do bad shit. Yeah. It's there's thought and there's like a process behind it where like, even when he kills, uh, what's his name? Um, Benji, Benji. Um, it's not like, it's not like he kills him immediately. There's like some thought about it of like, okay, like maybe like, I shouldn't I just, be doing this. Yeah, like maybe this is, I'll let him go. I've got whatever. myself into a bad situation. Yeah, yeah, but then, but then he randomly decides to kill him, and I'm like, how did you arrive at? The, yeah, like so. It, as much as it helped, they also again they did what we essentially did said they do like almost every other episode, which is okay. He's a good guy right now, bad guy. He's a good guy, bad guy. You yeah. know what I mean? It's just like there's these super big starts and stops when it's just like make it a smoother line and make it even more difficult for me to be like, do I like him or hate him? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, but yeah. to, to the cinematographer's credit and Penn Bagley's credit, um, he does a really good job at being very expressive in his body language and mm. facial expressions to where like, again, you can kind of watch it on mute and you know, his body language, his 
the slight facial expressions he makes in in certain scenes kind of give you uh, some some insight as to as to who he is or how he's feeling or what he's thinking. So, yeah. uh, you know, shout out to them in, in, in that regard. But again, yeah. there, there was nothing very special about how this show was shot. Yeah. On that note, uh, it was uh, the cinematographers were W. Mott uh, Huffle the Third and David uh, Landsberg. Should have known David Landsberg. You know, you know, nope. I okay, yeah. fair enough. It just sounded good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and uh, I would go on to soundtrack, but honestly, I don't think there's really anything. Uh, no. Blake Neely was uh, responsible for the uh, the the uh, the music. He was the music by credit on the other uh, show. Um, yeah, I didn't really find anything did tremendously entertaining, yeah. and that's not to say it was bad. It, it, yeah, just, it just it wasn't, does uh, not stand, stand out. out. Yeah. Um, interestingly, this is actually a lifetime show. It is? Yeah. And the reason why that kind of caught me, not caught me off guard, but why I understood that afterwards was because they had, they had like commercial breaks. So I don't know if you noticed it when watching, they would have these points where like it would be like the natural place where our commercial would be introduced, Mm -hmm. where they would like be at the end of the scene and be like a kind of a dun 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 moment. And then like it would go to black. And then it would come back. Mm. And I was like, for the longest time, I was like, what the fuck is going on? Because I thought it was just purely a Netflix show. And I was like, Netflix, you're slipping. Yeah. Like, why are you, you don't have commercials. Are you preparing us for this, for commercials? Um, but it turns out it was a, a Lifetime show that came out in um, September, actually, of 18. Okay. Um, and I, I don't know exactly what went down, what happened, why it's just now being introduced. Or just, I guess, but maybe back in December, whenever it came out. Um, yeah, I, I wonder, to, did the whole episode or did the whole series air on Lifetime and then um, I, th- I rights say, to it were I want to say I think so. You think so? I think so, yeah. Um, but season two is going to be, I think, solely done on Netflix. On Netflix, okay. Yeah, um, yeah. Which, uh, may, which may just be the uh, um, the best like channel for it, right? And by I channel, so. I, I don't, don't mean like actual channel i just mean yeah. the, the the channel where people can binge watch it you can i guess uh because when i was watching the season i realized okay this definitely seems like a tv thing mm-hmm. because the season like it's not consistent like the writing at the beginning is so terrible and yeah. then at the end of the like towards the end of the season it's like it okay this is ser- this is serviceable yeah. yeah yeah i mean it's still not the best but it's at least yeah. passable now with this show it's really interesting and the reason i say like the the, the the medium at which is delivered to you for this type of show is so important is because if I had to watch one episode of this like every week, you yeah. know, like you see on I some, definitely wouldn't stick with it. I wouldn't stick yeah, with yeah. it. No. Like in order for this show to to keep me, I need to be able to watch two or three episodes back to back. Yeah. And then decide whether I like it. And then yeah. if I do decide to go back and watch it, I want to watch another two or three episodes back to back. Yeah. But one every week, no, I'd be, yeah. which is probably why it didn't do too well on Lifetime. Lifetime and, yeah. um, and I'm not, maybe it did do well, but no, I imagine yeah. it didn't. Judging from the fact that it's now on, yeah. <laughs> solely on Netflix. Yeah. And that's probably why. Although it's curious as to why, what Netflix saw in it mm. to, to make it jump ship. But either way, uh, yeah, my, what, what are your final thoughts on the show? Um, Overall, I think it's worth the watch. Um, I would say press play on this. I know a lot of people are talking about it. I've been talking to a few people at work about it. Uh, you know, in, in social circles, I've been talking about it. It's just an interesting perspective, a decent show. Uh, press play. Yeah. You know, even if you just watch the one season, you don't watch season two. Yeah. Uh, it's worth the time. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I'm probably going to check out season two. But 
Me uh, neither. <laughs> uh, but I, I would say it is an inter- a very interesting take, especially on something that that uh, needs to be talked about a lot more, I guess, in our in our society these days is, you know, uh, obsession, uh, especially when it comes to relationships and more accurately when it comes to, you know, sometimes male uh, obsession with, you know, uh, you know, a, a woman, you know, um, uh, or just anybody's obsession with anybody really, but specifically men, you know, men and women, how men sometimes get, you know, very stalky stalkerish and, and weird when it comes to, to women. Um, I think you do need a show like that, but yeah. I don't know if this was the best vehicle for that. I think it's a very, uh, not groundbreaking, but, uh, it's definitely, it, it, it's one that does talk about it. I just don't know if it's the best at doing it because I don't know if it handles it from, and I, and you know what I would love to do? I would love to, this is the type of show I would love to get a woman's perspective. Not that I yeah. wouldn't want to get a woman's perspective on any show, but specifically this show, I'd want to get a woman's perspective and, and see, and you know, what's interesting. Yeah. Like, and I just thought about this, is this show calling out men, you know, sometimes or, or possibly being obsessive over women, objectifying them, and and you know, kind of taking things into their own hands, where they're you know stalking these women, they're following them, they're um, you know they they really are objectifying these women, and it or is it speaking more to how women kind of need to take more control and be more aware of their surroundings, be um, be more cognizant of. Uh, the things that are happening around them. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it has to be either, uh, or I think it, M- it maybe is it's a, both. Both and yeah. yeah. Um, maybe just everyone in the show is stupid. Like, <laughs> you know, guys, yeah. stop stalking that girl. You girl, close your goddamn window. <laughs> Not even close your yeah. window. Just look out of it every yeah, occasion. You have a window. <laughs> look outside once a day, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> don't stand so close to the train tracks like very simple oh things. that was a that and that that whole thing was just kind of that was stupid yeah, how she falls she, on the train yeah, tracks she didn't play like a very good drunk girl no I, I, it yeah. was just uh it was all terrible but but anyways i i think that the, the what it tries to do i applaud but I, I don't know if its execution was necessarily the best. I'd love to hear your thoughts about it. Let us know. Uh, we just like Arane said, we press play on this movie. Uh, this movie, uh, we press play on you, um, and we hope you, as in the you, you audience, you uh, presses play on this uh, the show as well. Let us know uh, what you think about it, how you feel about it. Uh, if you uh, think that they're just stupid, which I would strongly think that you would come to the conclusion of. Uh, um, or if they're more realistic. Uh, either way, that was another press play for you guys. We'll be coming out with another one next, hopefully Monday, uh, for you. Don't know what we're doing yet. I haven't. Uh, I didn't see anything on the uh, on the upcoming movies this week that uh, that tickled my uh, curiosity. Yeah, yeah, yeah it yeah. might be. Um, it, was, uh, it might be a dry week. I'm gonna, I'm gonna search for a Netflix gem. Yeah, this week I might, we might want to do the. We haven't done a documentary. We might want to do that fire documentary. Mm, oh, the fire festival. Yeah, yes. Yeah. You know have what? you already watched it? Uh, I have not. Oh, but I, I I do want to. We might be we might be doing that one. I don't know. We'll see. Um, okay. Um, before we get out of here today, I did want to do another uh, film school segment. Uh, this time I wanted to talk about screenwriters. Um, and uh, so I'm going to kind of quickly go through it because I know we've uh, we've kept your ear for quite a while. Um, so 
there are a lot of things you could talk about when it comes to screenwriters. Uh, let's just jump right into it. What does a screenwriter do? Uh, well, screenwriters are the writers for screenplays, obviously, uh, for films or television shows, although this is kind of um, it's kind of changed a little bit given new media uh, in terms of, you know, just saying, OK, if you're a screenwriter, if you write for the screen or, you know, if you write for TV or if you, you know, write for some sort of new media platform. Um, uh, and they develop scripts derived from either their own ideas or existing ideas or, or works that are out there. Uh, and they, they essentially shape the dialogue, the characters and the storylines of a, of a movie or television script. Uh, and when writing these scripts, uh, screenwriters are responsible for describing the stories in detail, you know, which include things like, you know, the physical environment or the moods of the characters or just, you know, witty dialogue, uh, which was on short supply in you. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, um, uh, but uh, essentially that in a nutshell, that's what screenwriters um, do now. Um, uh, screenwriters they are responsible for a whole bunch of things but um the main thing that they're you know responsible for is putting the screenplay um into a uh, a certain format um you know uh now what the fuck that format is look i i've written quite a few screenplays i don't even fucking know there are a bunch of fucking rules out there um i just use a program all right i let the fucking program do the thinking for me when it comes to writing a screenplay um you can use things like final draft or i uh, use celtics um and there are there are other uh ones out there um but uh, th th those are just uh, to name a few um, and uh, essentially they work with uh, th they either can think of the ideas on their own and so they write these screenplays and then present them to like directors or producers or whoever or they can be um, um, they can be uh, contracted to write a particular screenplay because they've already got the idea in mind you know like a studio or whoever has mm -hmm. the idea in mind like they're working on assignment exactly for, for like so particular project so for instance if we're going to come out with bad boys 3 uh, we know we want to do a Bad Boys 3, then we would go hire somebody to write that. That's not like an, an original idea you have, mm -hmm. but you're contracted to, to, to go write, you know, that particular movie. Um, now, some of the myths are that like, so they have what's called like a spec a script. Mm -hmm. And essentially that's uh, sort of like, um, say, uh, like that's like almost like your your calling card. Like, hey, here's what proves my skills. Uh, that's essentially what they call a spec script, and and they that is even more popular in the world of television, where you might write a particular, you might write an episode for a TV show, and then that's your way of saying, hey, here's here's my proof that I can write within certain parameters because a TV show already has existing characters that have particular, you know, quirks and, you know, ways to speak and mannerisms and all that stuff. And if you can incorporate all that stuff that already exists into like an original idea that you have within the context of a show, then you're a great writer. Cause you can, you can work within parameters, but still have fresh ideas. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, when, you know, they, I know they have like spec season where, you know, they, you know, all these, you know, um, uh, screenwriting competitions as well as like uh, you know um, talent agencies they all get bombarded with you know spec scripts and all this other shit yeah um, so that would be like let's say uh, you know we're 
let's say we were to be continuing the season of this is us and you know season whatever is coming down the line um screenplay writers uh, who are for the most part freelancers would um, present their ideas of hey like this is what the next season could uh feel like could be written like this is a storyline that could develop uh obviously within the parameters of these characters and the situations that already exist yeah yeah, who the fuck would want to do that? Well, <laughs> shit. <laughs> All right. I always, so, I always wonder, like, in um, case you were wondering about being a screenwriter or anything, yeah, you just cut your losses. No, but um, I always admire things like these because it's like for a writer, right? Um, in a situation like this where you're not writing, like, again, most of them are freelancers. Um, in in the early stages of your career, um, when you're yeah. a uh, um, a screen screenwriter, screenplay writer, yeah, you're you're writing for free, right? You're just trying to get trying to get your work uh, read yeah. by somebody, mm-hmm. somewhere. Uh, commitment. Yeah. To, to, to say like, hey, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to write tonight. I'm, I'm going to write a story and I'm going to try and send it out and get somebody to read it. And, you know, a lot of times nobody ever reads it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it maybe even never gets finished. Yeah. Um, but I always admire people with that like level of creativity to say, hey, I'm going to, tr- I'm going to create something, um, you know, well, for for maybe one, maybe it never sees the light of day, but I'm gonna I'm gonna create something. Well, for one, something like that can be actually fun, you know. What I mean, yeah. so if you have a favorite TV show and you're like, "Fuck, I wish they would do this one thing. I would love to see the characters in this one." And you just write it, and on you just own. go ahead and write it on your own, you yeah. know. And that that shows talent, but as well as imagination. Um, but then, so even more than that, like spec scripts are essentially, they're like I, I, what I would compare it to is, okay, if you are. If, if you're an entrepreneur, right, and you just started your own business, right, and let's say like you, you make shampoo, right, what are you gonna do? How do you get your shit out there, right? Because you can't just go to fucking Walmart and be like, hey, load up on fucking you know uh, this green apple flavor of my you know fucking shampoo. You, you're gonna be like, get the fuck out of here. You're not, you know, what I mean, who are you to us? But what you do is you you have to build. Um, you have to build credit with people, you know, yeah. you, you, you've got to build sort of a cachet of, uh, 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 of people looking at your work. So what do you do? You hand out free samples, you know, um, to whoever, right. And like, Hey, try this. If you like it, good. You can come back and we can talk or whatever. But essentially this is my proof to you that this thing works, right. Or this thing is good for you because I'm giving it to you for free. And if you fuck with it, come back to me. If not, oh, well, that's essentially what a spec script, uh, spec script is, is just a free sample. So, you know, you know who I am, you know, my talent. And unless, you know, unless you're just fucking handpicked by like, you know, a studio or whoever yeah. to be like the next person to be like, to OK, we're going to I know you're talented. I've been following you ever since you were in school. I'm going to give you your opportunity, which fucking rarely happens. The spec script is really your only way to like this is how I can get into the game, you know? Yeah. Um, so anyways, uh, enough about that. Um, but, uh, there are, uh, tons of notable, um, you know, um, writers, uh, you know, obviously in, in history, uh, you have, uh, one of my, and this is just a couple of my, not favorites, but people I thought were notable, but you have uh, Charlie Kaufman who wrote, uh, being John Malkovich and eternal sunshine of the spotless mind, which, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind was one of the first movies that I really watched that 
made me start thinking outside of the box as far as like how writing works and how you can tell a story and how you can tell a story that doesn't make sense at the same time makes sense, you know, and it, 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 it was just a great screenplay. Um, uh, you have Nora Ephron with, uh, who wrote, uh, where, uh, when Harry met Sally and the sleepless in Seattle, Aaron Sorkin, who wrote a few good men in the social network. And, um, I got, and, uh, you have Spike Lee, uh, of course, who, you know, he wrote, and I, and I try to stay away from the writers slash directors yeah. because I'm trying to make it more specifically about the writers, but, um, but there's just, I'm not name denying that, you know, uh, there's certain people just have a penchant for writing Spike Lee, of course, is, yeah. is one of them with uh do the right thing. Stanley Kubrick. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, Stanley Kubrick is another one who's a writer director. Um, one of my favorites obviously is, uh, Quentin Tarantino. Mm-hmm. And in fact, all my favorite directors are writers slash directors. Like uh, the only one who I can think of maybe isn't is uh, Fincher. David Fincher isn't uh, he's not uh, so much of a writer, at least as far as I understand. Maybe I'm completely way off base in saying Mm -hmm. that. Um, But I know he's one of the more notable directors that doesn't necessarily write his own work as well as Spielberg, too, I would say. Spielberg, I don't think necessarily I think he it's not unusual for him not to write, you know, uh, a particular film. Um, but anyways, um, so anyways, I, I wanted to have a conversation about writers. Um, if you're looking into getting into writing, um, a good thing to do again is just to just do it. Just fucking write, you know, yeah. um, and uh, go back and study others. You know, uh, all this bullshit about you got to go to school and shit like it's just like anything else. Right. Yeah, like, sure, no I'm sure that would help you. Yeah. But. Just go do this shit if you actually want to go do this shit. You can go to school for journalism and, yeah. and you know, learn how to, to craft and, and, and actually write because there is somewhat of a format. Like you said, you use a program, but mm-hmm. um, maybe like learning the basics of it. Yeah, no, that's, help. Uh, or, that's just wasting your time, I think. Or, <laughs> or you could just write, like you said. Yeah. Um, again, which is why I, I really do admire um, <clears throat> the arts like this. For yeah. someone to say, hey, I'm, I'm going to paint. You know, I have no formal education in it, but I'm... You know, I have imagination. I have creativity. Yeah. I'm gonna paint. I'm gonna write. I'm gonna. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna fucking mold clay. Whatever it may be. Like I really do appreciate. Like you have to have an appreciation for the arts, and uh, I think writers is, is one of them. Like it's yeah. it's not glorious. It's not glamorous. Um, rarely loved for it. <laughs> often criticized for it. Right. Yeah. But um. Yeah. yeah no, you really don't talk about writers unless it's. I hated that plot. Yeah. 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 Or I hated these characters. When it's loved, especially in in film and television, when it's loved, you credit credit. whoever's on screen. Exactly. (laughs) But um, so so so, you know these writers have to have a passion for it because there's there's no credit there. Yeah. And I mean they're not getting the the you know twenty million dollars to to star in the movie, (laughs) even though they wrote this incredible piece. Um. So. Shout yeah. out to all the writers. Hey, most of. Uh, and if you're looking into getting into writing, um, what I would highly recommend is uh, for you to study old screenplay or older screenplays uh, or, or, you know, any screenplay that exists, you know, or, or, you know, some look at your favorite movies, read the screenplays and dissect what's different between the screenplay and the movie, um, as well as just the format of the screenplay itself. And that will essentially be your film school when it comes to writing, just study old screenplays. If you're, if you're trying to be a writer and then, um, if you are done writing your own screenplay, enter competitions, um, you know, show your screenplay to whoever you can think of, whether it's family, friends, 
Joe off the street. Hopefully he's not stalking you. Um, uh, you know, uh, just have eyes looking at it and get feedback and don't be afraid of feedback, uh, either because feedback helps you, whether it's good, bad or indifferent, right? There's some feedback that's not necessarily be, it's just like anything where it's not, okay, that's not helpful. You know, yeah. you saying, Hey, this sucks. And you can't articulate yeah, like, why. Thanks. Okay. You know, I can't, I don't know how that helps me. Yeah. Um, you have to be receptive to constructive criticism. Yes. Yes. You horrible do. Horrible criticism. Of course you, can. you have to. You and know. not allow good criticism to like i guess like negate you from continuing to to challenge yourself yeah, right you, you gotta live somewhere in between you can't let all the praise blow your head up and think you're the greatest writer ever and you can't let all the very negative comments you know deter you either you have to pick and you have to pick what's you have to pick certain and you have to be sort of objective about your own shit of okay i know this person's praising me but let me take out maybe the one or two things that like i can actually use from what they're saying yeah. this person's completely shitting on me let me take out the one or two things i can actually use from what they're saying and don't be too hurt if somebody feels one way or another just kind of take it all in stride and believe in your own work um you know if you believe in your heart that you think it's it's good then um that's really all you need to keep the ship running um yeah or you can quit the world needs more bartenders yeah fair enough yeah they definitely do yeah have you ever, like oh god go, going to a bar sometimes on yeah. like a busy saturday night sucks like yeah. when you're waiting 15 minutes for yeah. a jack and coke yeah um, you need so, a lot of x writers yeah to- if, if your screenplay actually <laughs> sucks yeah. Work work at the bar I like going to, so I don't have to wait. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough, fair enough. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I think we've uh, reached the end uh, to another marvelous show here at the Fade Podcast. Uh, yeah, I think we got to mix it up here. We gotta we gotta have some. Uh, we need, we need some some new blood here. We need to uh, get some guests on, get some people on to talk to, uh, yeah. so that um, you know all the crazy shit we say does not. Uh, go checked. Uh, it's going to be the priority yeah, yeah. Um, for, yeah. uh, if not our, our upcoming show, um, yeah. maybe our next uh, Monday recording. So yeah. And who do you guys want us to talk to? Talk, you know, let us know who, who, who do you think uh, we should be getting in the studio and uh, chopping it up with? Uh, we'll, we'll definitely try to reach out and, and see who we can get. If you guys do recommend somebody, um but uh aside from that um like always uh if you uh fuck with us and you've stuck with us this long we definitely appreciate you uh but uh, do us a, a a small kindness and hit that um like button hit that subscribe button whatever platform you listen on hit that share uh, button share button share it with everybody share it with your teachers at school button the share button that might be that it's might, word yeah. of mouth you may yeah, not yeah. you may not like you may not follow but if you listen share absolutely yeah Spread the word. Where is that? Is that a movie quote? Spread the word. Oh, that's from Independence Day. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Like when they finished, like when they, you know, bombed the fucking mothership and like, we won. Or he says something like, or like they know the code or some shit to like deactivate. Wait, where like, Will and um the guy are in the place. But yeah. then it's the president. Whoever played, the, whoever the guy who plays the president, he's like, he's in, he's in the fucking plane. He's like, spread the word. Really? Yeah, no. he said it very Batman-like. <laughs> I gotta go back and watch that. But I'm not yeah. gonna doubt you. Yeah, please don't. Yeah. Um. All right. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I think we're just going to uh, hit the very usual protocol, uh, and say, "Go Rams." That is not what we usually say. It's what we're saying. Say, this motherfucker. Week. <laughs> <laughs> Fade out. Peace.